from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I have my impressions of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and we have Smashing Theory here to predict this ongoing E3 that's coming up, or never-ending E3. not E3. Never-ending non-E3. Easy row. And I'm Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 222. Right? Yeah, 222. It's a third of my favorite number. We have have a lot of podcasts here. We've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) And uh, this is your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself, which are us. And uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey One-Handed Gaming Johnson. I'm Jeremy, King of Romeria, Mikowski. I'm John Jolanitter. And we have a special guest this week, Smashing Theory. I'm Daniel on the spot, Thorison. I'm Sean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daniel and Sean are here again. We haven't seen you guys in a long time. And yeah, I mean, haven't really seen, I mean, I haven't seen much people in a long time in a physical form, but, <laughs> but seeing you on the, on the Zoom here, it's been, I don't know, when, when was our, our live show was what last year, or was or was it two years ago? Our it live may have been it's about a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. It, was fall, it was fall of twenty eighteen. It was during the right. It, it was it was during the um whatever the time that everybody gets drunk. St. Patrick's uh, Oktoberfest. It was the St. Patrick's Day weekend is when we did it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So that's that's a little after fall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of the other one we did PopCon. That was just a few months later then. All right. Yeah, I think it was. So it was, yeah, it was 2018, right? So it wasn't, okay. I was trying yeah. to remember if it was two years ago or a year ago or whatever. Sure. And I think, I think around then too is when Sean and I guested on an episode of, of this, right? Yeah. It was around the yeah. same time. It was during mm-hmm. an indie, yeah, we had an indie direct and it ended up being, being one of our longest episodes, even though, I, <laughs> even though I think we've done longer episodes now that we talk more about stuff that's happening in the world. Also, I think our mm. la- I think our our episode we did with Janet Garcia was probably our longest episode that we've done thus far. Almost three and a half, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that does with- sound like us, though. Uh, yeah. Everybody listening, you can book us on your podcast, and I guarantee that it will increase in length by thirty minutes. At yeah. least. <laughs> that's that's fine. Though. Or your I mean- money back. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Mo- I mean, mo- I feel like most podcasts that we record with with guests, we we go on extra long. That's fair. But this yeah. time we have. I had a topic that which I still think is a good topic, but I think we need to talk about what's happening right now. Speaking of what's happening Speaking right of now, what's happening right now, uh, I'm getting an emergency alert on my phone. Wow! It says the convenient. L.A. County Sheriff's Department will be enforcing the curfew. Yeah, I actually no thought that was a sound effect for the pod for a second. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought <laughs> Trey right did that on purpose. Right here it is. Yeah, uh, they'll be enforcing the county curfew from 10 p.m. 
tonight to 5 a.m. tomorrow for all of Los Angeles County. Oh, hmm. they, they, they warn you early. It's like three o'clock yeah. there in they LA. They don't do that in Chicago. I was going to say, <laughs> maybe they warn you early in LA County, but in Chicago, it'll be 9.05 and they'll go, the curfew is at nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, I've yeah. actually gotten two. I got By the two way, you can't today. leave where you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. No, you missed all the bridges. Like, like I got, I got one at eleven o'clock. I think I got another one at one o'clock, and each one says a different time. So they're altering it live oh, and, and just yeah. Wow, oh. that is at nine before now. It says ten. So for anybody who doesn't know, I'm sure everybody knows, but we're talking we're talking about uh, the uh, protests that have been happening lately in all all around all around the country, actually, which is pretty cool. I think it's been happening in every state. But uh, George Floyd was was killed for having. A fake, what, what may have looked like a fake 20, that's from what I heard. It's really, really stupid reason. Mm-hmm. But a cop like kneeled on his neck, killing him, which is like so fucked up. And, Almost uh, nine minutes. Yeah. And, and yeah. they got, they got away with that. Well, at the time they did. Things are changing now, but basically, you know, everybody got pissed off and there were, uh, protests and, and, uh, I don't want to necessarily say riots. I mean, just cause I don't, it's basically people going out and, and breaking stuff because they're angry that the that you know human rights were not seem to not be a thing, especially for black people when it comes when it comes to cops just killing them for no reason. And uh, it's and it, it was a big thing and it was a big thing in Minnesota and now it's been going on in, in other in other cities and it's been met with a whole lot of bullshit from the president about mm-hmm. uh, about like sending out the army and killing mm-hmm. people and all sorts of garbage that yep. I don't really want to fully get into. But it's it's affected all of us in different ways. Uh, uh, Smashing Theory. Both of you guys are from Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Uh, you know, Jeremy's in Champaign. John's in L.A. Yeah, we've dealt with. Uh, there were there were protests in downtown where they raised they raised the bridges and like kind of tried to trap everybody down there. And and as you're we saying, like yeah. st- basically stopped the CTA like in the middle of the day without really telling anybody at like six o'clock. So and it says like and and in and in the emergency text that I got, it says like. Essential workers are fine, but you still can't ride the train because the train is closed. So it's like, it's been this whole thing. And, and there's other stuff with like white, with like uh, white supremacy groups, like breaking shit and trying to get it blamed on other people and all sorts yeah. of shit just going. And like, even like somebody brought out like bricks and just like stuck them like by the protest. And they were like yeah. cop cars just lined up, just waiting for people to like tag them or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's this whole thing. And. I definitely want to, I want to talk about it on the show because it's, it sucks. Like it's, and, yeah. and of course, you know, you're going to hear different sides of it and some people are going to be, you know, be so mad about like the rioting or protesting or whatever. And they're so mad that their glass got broken or whatever. But I, I feel like anybody who's more pissed about property getting destroyed than the fact that people's lives are just getting taken away by cops is really missing the point here. Totally yeah. missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't excuse the rioters either. Like, there's no excuse for smashing windows, destroying property, but but that's not the thing to make a a, a noise about right now. You know, right. I, I've I've almost been thinking of it as kind of like a release valve, right? Like, I mean, and I think that to to kind of focus on the rioting almost exclusively, as as a lot of people are doing, it's just a distraction from this serious problem that has plagued, you know, our country and the world for hundreds and hundreds of years at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, the kind of injustice that we see, um, in situations like this. And so I, 
you know, I, I mean, I don't think that anyone loves that rioting is happening, but at the same time, I completely get it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I would not say that there's no excusing the writing at this point. Obviously, the writing is not ideal, but I think that the writing at this point, it's gotten to a point where the writing is justified and that the writers deserve some empathy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, a friend of mine posts this on Facebook, but it's basically like the writing happening is basically like, like cooking cupcakes all day and then like being surprised that you came up with cupcakes. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it's like, I mean, I mean, people, we've been, people have been dealing with shit like, like from a country that doesn't seem to care, like care that much about this health crisis that's happening. And, you know, among all this other stuff. And it was kind of like, I felt it was like the nail in the coffin, like this mm-hmm. with this happening also that it's just like, yeah, people are tired of, of all of this, you know, and it's, yeah. And it's kind yeah. of what else can you do, especially when you when and and you know when saying that at the time I know that they've changed like what they're saying about the cops now they're actually getting tried for what like third degree murder or something like that for the main uh, the, guy the, the, well, the guy the guy that kneeled degree. yeah the guy that kneeled on his neck is now getting second degree murder uh, yeah. the cops that uh, that were there the other police officers that were there for that are now also getting charged with murder. I think they might be getting uh, like, charged like third degree. Like abetting or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 But originally they weren't getting all of that. Like that's before, correct. before and that. It would, and it wouldn't be happening if without all this. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's yeah. what, so that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just like so much stuff like piled up, piled upon itself. Like aside from the fact that the, that the government didn't really seem to want to like support people who can't work or like trying to like, you know, giving us this like very this very paltry like stimulus right. check that's supposed to be like, oh, here here's like ten dollars <laughs> yeah. a month that you can live on. Cool, here mm-hmm. this is fine for you. You know, stuff like that. So I feel like it's a lot of things just layered on top of each other. Plus this, where it was like, okay, fuck you. you know? I have been thinking that this. I mean, it's almost like the perfect storm, right? Like we're we're coming out of this period of time where, you know, at least in Chicago, we've been under this stay-at-home order since the middle of March. Yeah. People haven't been able to go outside. And then all of a sudden this happens and you get this explosive reaction and that I think is deserved, but I think is also caused in part by the fact that, you know, like, like finally there's this reason that, you know, we can kind of go out, we can make our voices heard. It really feels as though... I I, th- I think that a lot of the reason why this has gotten so big is is because of the year that we've had, and yeah. I can yeah. remember initially hearing about the jo- George Floyd murder and thinking to myself, "God, I can't." I mean, I can believe that's happened again, but you know, it's so frustrating that this has happened again, and he's going to get away with it. And I I am glad that at the very least, you know, he's been charged. The the you know associate officers that were not doing. Uh, anything have also been charged. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that at least in this particular case, we're seeing some consequences and I hope that this all leads to broader reforms, but we'll see. It's kind of what has to happen or the, the broader reforms need to happen or the, the protesting and the elevated protesting are going to continue to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing that I think is another problem with it is that they have no problem putting putting the money into like into cops like into into like the the military and you know bringing like weren't there like tanks and stuff practically like in la mm-hmm. like they like yeah so, so that's been in my neighborhood um from what i've seen it's just been one of the one of the worst heard one of the worst neighborhoods hit in la 
Mm. We've had the National Guard out here. A store two blocks from me burned down. Somebody threw Molotov cocktails in there, burned the store down. This is literally like a, a two-minute walk from my house. I've heard on Sunday night, I heard at least two dozen explosions, sirens all night, sirens continuing on to today. It's been strange. It's been the closest to being in a war that I've personally ever been. Yeah, it's been a little, it's been nerve wracking for real. And to hear all that outside my window. I'm, I'm fortunate yeah. in, in that, you know, for Daniel and I, like we are, our neighborhoods have not really seen a lot of kind of violence or anything like that as a result of all of this. Yeah. We're, we're quite far from the loop, which is kind of where the, the bigger protests have been. Yeah. A couple of convenience stores and stuff have closed down like kind of preemptively, but yeah. we haven't seen any actual like looting in our immediate area. But at the same time, I've, I've definitely been distressed by a lot of the footage that I've seen of what's been happening in Chicago and in other places, which of course is everywhere now because mm-hmm. we live in the internet age, you know, like, uh, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, aren't there like kind of military vehicles? And of course, in one of the most kind of infamous videos that's been going around the, the sort of light em up video where that family gets shot at with rubber bullets that mm-hmm. opens with like an APC rolling by. I mean, it looks like the start of a call of duty game. It's insane. Yeah. 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 And you know, Get in your houses. I, right. yeah. Yep. And I think Trey, that what you were kind of maybe leading to is that there have been a lot of comparison pictures on social media lately of like these, you know, officers and national guardsmen that are armed to the teeth and then like doctors and nurses that have fashioned their own PPE out of yeah, garbage can- bags, that, right? Yeah. Because they can't, uh, get the kind of protection that they need to deal with COVID. And it really is looking at that. You can't help but think like, Oh, this is where your priority is. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really uh, shocking. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, Oh, saying that you don't have the money to like get everything together during this health crisis, but you can really get the money together real quick to like <laughs> get fucking tanks out here for peaceful protesting. Right, it's like, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Like the blowing smoke up your ass through the whole thing, being like, "Oh no, we can't pay for that, but we got all this money for this." You know, we're fine yeah. mili- mm-hmm. militarizing the police and all that. And I think that's a big problem. That's, that's another big problem that's being shown with this is where where the yeah where the priority where the priorities actually lie on this. It's like, right. hey, uh, yeah, we're fine yeah. with killing people, but like how quick yeah. action can be taken in some regards, but not in other much more important regards. Yeah, yeah exactly. like yeah. like kind of on that note, I. uh I'm an essential worker, uh, quote unquote. I work at a pawn shop that has declared itself an essential business, a financial institution, uh, because we loan people money and we are a source mm-hmm. of income during, uh, the pandemic. Uh, they have, they have stayed open during, since COVID started and, uh, and my manager doesn't even wear a mask and, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Wait, Would you prefer that I didn't go off about your job, Daniel? Because it <laughs> be its own segment yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we we can we can kind of glaze over all that. But <laughs> but once these riots started, uh, my store closed indefinitely. They're they're closed for potentially the whole week. Oh wow! And uh, and they're not going to reopen until stuff's blown over. And it kind of that that sense of priorities right it's like oh you you were okay with me walking into your store and dying from exposure but once like your merchandise once your money has been affected by this that's mm-hmm. going to close yeah right yeah. yeah 
I mean, would he let you wear a mask in there? Like when, he'd, when you... he'd let me wear a mask. Yes. But, I mean, I'm uh... sure, but like, but does he glare at you or like think that he's <laughs> too tough to wear a mask? Or I know there's all sorts of bullshit reasons that people have yeah. <laughs> for not participating I, and, and protecting themselves and others. But I've actually overheard the dude say things like, Oh, uh, if I, if I were to walk outside right now and get shot, uh, the hospital would say that I died of COVID. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know people like that. Oh, so he yeah, doesn't. Yeah. He's, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. He doesn't even believe that it's real or he thinks it's gone. A lot of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. You get hit he, by a car and it was COVID. Yeah. He at least <laughs> believes that it's incredibly overblown if he believes in it at all. One of those like, Oh, come on. It's the flu kind of situation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's, you know, that's um, yeah. Like or the, kind the, of or the media is controlling the narrative. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. somewhat. I it's mean, it's awful. I mean, the, yeah. I think the media is trying to control the narrative that it doesn't exist <laughs> and that you should go out and spend money and not worry about dying anymore. Or that if you're over 75, it's your time anyway. No one cares. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that, that seems to be that another, it mean... seems to be another media thing that I've, that I've seen that it's, uh, if you're over yeah. a specific age, you, you, you don't matter anyway. So, uh, which, which is weird because that's like 90% of their clientele, I thought. <laughs> right, so, yeah. That so whole, that's their demographic. Yeah. Yeah. That whole narrative that we're in a war, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, since it's an election year, that's the kind of phraseology that needs to be used. But, um, mm-hmm. like, basically making it seem as though if you die of this, you've sacrificed for your country. You, you're, you're, a, you're a soldier. And mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I can't help yeah. but think of that scene from the first Shrek movie where uh, Farquaad is like ordering his troops into battle and he says, some of you may die, but that is a chance I am willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> That's happening in real life. Yeah, oh sure, yeah. <laughs> Shrek was not supposed to be a manual. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Or like, yeah, you you see like, yeah, right-wing people on Twitter being like, oh yeah, you should go out and do stuff. And it's like, you first. It's like I know, I know they're, I know they're not going to go. It's like you go, you go out there, you ride, you ride the public transportation. Let's see, uh, let's see whether you whether you think that's actually safe or not. Like let's watch yeah. you do it first, you know. <laughs> so, I've had to do it some during all this, and you know, it's not ideal. But I think about the drivers themselves, and like, well, they still got to do it. So, yeah. yeah, Jeremy's full is like full back into work, right? What's, Pretty what's much. Happening. So yeah. we are uh, back to being open. I'm also considered an essential worker. I'm a restaurant worker. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. we had reduced hours. And I actually have had uh, a couple of early closures because of the location of the restaurant versus where the more uh, crazy protesting has happened. Like we had, well, we had looting here the other day. Um, At your restaurant? No, but close to it, about about four or five blocks away, people were looting a lot of stuff. And basically every pawn shop in town got their windows busted out this week. So even in broad, like in broad daylight on busy roads, like right. we, we were just seeing all these broken windows the other day, but yeah, my job's mostly back. And, um, but you know, I live in a fairly small town. It is a university town, but I mean, all the students are gone now because the school has been closed for a couple of months, but I was still very proud of how, how many thousands of people were at this protest the other day on Monday. And I actually went to it. Um, I was really, really reticent because of all the COVID stuff and just in general worried about it escalating, but it was a peaceful, peaceful thing. We walked pretty far. We walked from one town to the other. I live in like a twin city, Champaign Urbana. We started at the county courthouse and then walked all the way to the police station in Champaign and yeah, it was peaceful. There wasn't a whole lot of, I didn't hear a whole lot of people saying stuff about burning things down. I mean, I heard a few people yelling it, but nobody like picked up on the chance, you know? Sure. 
Um, but yeah, there's as far as like things around here in town, though, it's mostly been peaceful protesting other than that one night where our mall got, uh, I think it was su- no it was Saturday night. The mall was getting looted. And I mean, there's video you can see it just all the windows getting busted out and people running in and grabbing stuff. And, uh, there's a, uh, it's the North prospect is the area of town, like North prospect, uh, Avenue. And it's where like all the big box stores are and stuff. So like Meyer, uh, Walmart, Best Buy, all that stuff. And they pretty much all got busted into and, and looted. Um, and then I guess at Meyer, the ATM was stolen from the little gas station they have. Okay. I don't know how oh. someone did that, but yeah, they they were managed to haul off the ATM. So that is impressive, just from a logistics perspective. It is actually. Now that I'm thinking about that, I don't know how <laughs> staking the whole ATM. But uh, yeah, it's like something from Trailer Park Boys or something. But um, yeah, they did deploy gas in that area of town. Wow, in Champagne. Yes, they did. That's not a. I mean, Champagne isn't a huge. I've I've been there before. For I used to coach a lego robotics team for mm-hmm. kids and i've been there i don't remember it being a super big town it's not it's yeah. probably about 100 000, like when students are around and then i think right. it drops a lot when when they're gone sure, uh, so, sure. yeah not a very big town so I, I i'm proud of how many people were out protesting like we shut a lot of streets down that day like while we were doing it like we just stopped traffic in so many places and that's exactly the way it needed to be and even even those people, you know, the people that were like stuck in it, the people that just had to sit in their cars while we walked by, like they were like holding up signs and stuff too. And there was one guy in a big pickup truck that was revving up his truck, and he's the only guy that people started to yell at, you know, like right. burn your truck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, this I'm, guy's about to go ISIS over here. Someone said, "I was like, whoa, I hope not." I'm glad that uh, that you were able to participate and to you know advocate for change. I I've I've gosh, I've I've been like kind of so going back and forth about wanting to be out there and wanting to support the people that are protesting and then also being concerned about like catching a rubber bullet in the face and losing my yeah. eye, which has happened to a couple of journalists. Uh, um yeah. you know, but so I've been I mean, I've been trying to advocate for the cause as much as I can, but I, I have not physically participated in any protests in the in the city. Uh, well, the I very mean, the yeah. fact that they it seems like they're trying in Chicago, it's like a malicious response to the protesters that they're trying to like trap them and corral them. I that would make me a lot less likely to protest. That first day was really yeah. scary. I actually, yeah. I I pulled up. There's been a guy who's been live streaming the protests, and I pulled up the live stream right as they were like uh, oh, raising the bridges, and he he was just kind of panning across uh the water line and it was literally just a wall of cops in riot gear. I mean mm-hmm. it was very wow. I I can understand why anybody would be intimidated looking at an image like that. And I was looking at it on my tiny phone screen, you know, yeah. instead of being there in yeah. real life. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going back and forth to you about going out just because because of because of the virus, you know. Yeah. The virus is still out there. Yeah. There's also um, yeah, there's also that too. Like the fact yeah. that cops are kind of retaliating with things like pepper spray and tear gas things that make you cough right yeah yeah well and then yeah and yelling and stuff i mean you're you're sending your pieces of saliva out and stuff but yeah uh, there were i mean i i probably could count on one hand the amount of people i saw that did not have masks sure at least least in this case everybody had their masks on i think you felt safe it was also good for anonymous to be anonymous in case mm-hmm. it should hit the fan or whatever, but yeah, it was, 
it was very, I don't know. It, it made me happy that I went out. Like I, I was like, you know, I might regret not going out and my partner was going and I, and I, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, I also kind of wanted to go just to sort of do my part to help make sure she was safe. But sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to be there with her and she's a registrar. So she was trying to get people to register to vote and she had oh. all the stuff with her to do that. So that's oh, cool. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I haven't gone out at all. Like neither of us have. It's my wife and I, it's, and also like, as I said earlier, it's my nickname, a one handed gamer. I, I like sprained or fractured my hand or something like that. So I'm not really, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really in the best shape to go outside anyway, I guess with right. only being able to use one hand and, and also we've been, we went to go see her grandma like last week to help her get groceries and stuff. And she wants to do that again. So we're trying to like contain ourselves right, so we yeah. can go. Cause her grandma's not seeing anybody. Like she's not leaving the house yeah. at all. So we can keep That's her smart. in the group and not bring yeah. other stuff into it is kind of what we're looking for. So we haven't really been able to go out there, but from what I've heard from like my upstairs neighbor, like it sounded like he was down there and he got, he has like, he has like a, mark on his on his butt from where a cop hit him with with a baton Whoa, so i mean it was wow. like sounded like it was wow. pretty physical where, where he was yes. at trying to you know trying to pull other people away from away from the cops and stuff so there was some violent attack in that so in a peaceful protest so it's like yeah shit's definitely happening and yeah i don't know i felt i felt weird about like posting anything or uh that's why i never never finished that never finished that list of uh of game stuff from the <laughs> from the uh, <laughs> the post a game oh. a day thing or whatever that you guys nominated me for. So sorry about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we did this we did this thing on Facebook where uh there's there's all these um I'm going to post for eleven days like eleven movies that yeah. influence yeah. me and that kind of thing. And I, uh, <laughs> I decided to make one for video games and, and Sean participated and Trey participated. It actually kind of uh, took off. Like friends of your friends were doing it. It was cool yeah. to see a meme spread in real time. It was cool. I'm, I'm okay with people stopping for now. Yes. A lot of people yeah. have put it on, have put it on pause. Uh, since there's more serious stuff to talk about right now, and I'm I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, know? I kind of well, yeah. it it was just yeah, it was something I saw you guys posting it, and I was like, oh, I I was like, I got opinions about stuff that'd be cool if I got nominated, <laughs> and then yeah. you guys did, and I was doing it, and then I realized like, it, it's a, eleven days can be a long time because like at the beginning oh, yeah. it was all yeah. fun and stuff, and then it was like. Then some shit happened, and now it's and now it's a different place. So it's like yeah, 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 it's, yeah. exactly. Like if. Like I was one of the first people to start that, uh, obviously. Uh, so I finished my 11 days before shit really hit the fan. Yeah. Um, and I if, finished right after Daniel, like a day later. So yeah, because yeah. yeah, Sean was like the first guy nominated pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like, <laughs> you know, lists and stuff and Facebook or whatever is kind of like not really, it's not really a thing anymore. It's yeah. ho- hopefully, I mean, what I'm hope, you know, Facebook is the, this is a, this is a joke from the Daily Show, but that Facebook is like the TikTok for for seniors, and <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, maybe maybe somebody can get through to their to their somebody, uh, racist parents or whatever group. to try to you know get them yeah, to look at it a Facebook different way. Group today just posted it's an older lady, literally just posted like the words "material girl!" exclamation mark, and then like had some little music notes around it. I'm like, <laughs> So does she really like the song <laughs> or is she just like really materialistic and we need to know. Right. Or is, is somebody else uh, the material girl? I don't know. I need, we, we need to <laughs> yeah. find out about this. this. This is our next Patreon episode. Is, is this oh, girl I see. No. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. who is the material girl. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because I'm sure it's yeah, it's it's affecting everybody. It's affecting video games as well. Like you know, yeah. when we were, we wanted to get it, we wanted to get a jump on this whole like a non E3 E3 thing, as I was saying, like or the endless E3, as I've some people I heard some people call it. You know, where Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. that there's not an actual E3, E3 may go on forever because there's no specific date for anything to happen. You know. Yeah. I got that. I think one of person from US Gamers called it like the endless E3 or the, huh. the forever E3. Yeah. But that was also before, that was another thing they recorded before the protests happened and all that. So who knows where it's going to go, but I just wanted to at least talk about it. And I, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, like the protests, they needed to be there because otherwise yeah. another cop would be getting, would get off for killing an innocent person. And that's just yeah. Yeah. fucked up. And I know like, I mean, some of those cops are trained to like just, be fine with just offing somebody and i don't know all of it all of it makes me sick and it makes me even sicker to hear people say that that the riots and protests all of a sudden are worse than a guy getting killed for no reason right so yeah and and that's and i feel like when if you want to if people are going to like complain about the riots and stuff getting broken it's like you're obviously looking at the wrong thing in this like you're you're focusing on the wrong aspect of what this is like this is not this yeah. is not about property damage, even if it's your fucking property. Like as much as I would not want somebody to come in here and steal everything that I owned, if somebody if that did happen for some reason and then in an effect that helped make cops be less shitty and not kill people, then then that's then fine. You know, that's yeah, right. that's what needed to happen. That's what I'm saying. Like it made yeah. stuff may need to get broken. And like I said, it's n- it's not all in the protest. There's other forces at work here too. There are other people mm-hmm. trying to like spin this in that way. To say that it's a bad thing the protests were there, and yeah, one one thing you kind of mentioned yeah. at the beginning is that a lot of these rioting situations are basically traps set by the police. You yeah, know? like the the police are either instigating violence by starting it first and only showing how the protesters are reacting to this violence. They are they are planting bricks like in conspicuous locations. It's like, Oh, there just happens to be a pile of bricks here. Why yeah. don't you do something? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then of course there are also, you know, outside agitators like white supremacists that are coming in, uh, trying to kind of paint the protests in a bad light or, and undercover or cops doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I know that recently there was a Twitter account that Twitter suspended because it was discovered that even though it was masquerading as a Black Lives Matter account, it was actually being run by a group of white supremacists that were trying to like militarize, you know, the protest movement. Oof. And just in the in the age of the Internet, that can be so insidious, you know. Yeah. Um, there are kind of ways to delegitimize a legitimate movement in, in ways that we've never really seen before in our lifetimes. So, yeah, it's, it's happened like it's happened before. Like I worked on a, I worked on a show. It was like a documentary type show about the, about the KKK. And we mm. interviewed like a clan historian and they used to sell like anti KKK shirts to fund the KKK. So it's like, wow. <laughs> oh my it's, gosh. It's been a thing, you know, it's not yeah. like, it's not new, I guess, but yeah, no, yeah. he had one of the shirts and he said that, yeah, they used to sell this like anti KKK stuff as, right. you know, and basically pretending to be against them and using it to, for money to, to fund the group and all that. So it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's all over the place. And I think some people might just be looting. Maybe people just like saw this a ch- as a chance to steal some shit, you know, and they don't care. <laughs> That's absolutely the case. And they don't care oh, about yeah. any of it. You know, they just want to, they're just like, Oh, well, I can break into this place, you know, and steal yeah. some stuff. And it has nothing to do with anything with politics or whatever. They just want to steal shit. So it's you know, just I mean, that, yeah. uh, 
I don't know if you, I don't necessarily want to call it a herd mentality, but it's, it's just like, it's happening. It's other people are doing it. You're right by it. Just go do it too. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like kind of the dumb stuff I did when I was a kid, I wasn't, you know, breaking into stores and stuff. Just think of it. Maybe like dumb stuff I did as a kid. I can't even think of a good right. example. Trespassing on stuff at late at night, like to like climb on things or whatever, like stuff sure. like that. Like I wouldn't have done it if there weren't a bunch of other people doing it too. Like you just, and also that, that, you know, it was brought up spontaneously the dumb thing that you did. You know what I mean? It wasn't right. like you had a chance to think about it. It's like, Oh, we're doing this now. Okay. Exactly. We're doing this now. We're doing that. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. I think there's a lot of that going on too. Oh yeah. I, just, I mean, I feel like there has to be, there has to be a strong differentiation between the protesters and the rioters. Like you have to protect the, 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 the protesters, the people who are out there trying to make a positive change and lead by example. Um, from the the riders, the folks who are out there throwing the Molotov cocktail in the store that's two blocks away from me, you know. I think the problem that you a, run yeah. into a lot of the time, though, is that the people who are who ought to be protecting the rioters are are committing violence against them now too. Yeah. And I mean, society. it's just such yeah. a yeah, it's 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 really frustrating. Yeah. Um, and you know, Trey, um, to you were kind of saying earlier, like, well, I felt like we had to address this. This is a weird time to be a content creator. Yeah, you right. Know? Like, I, yeah. I know that this is something that we brought up on our on one of our recent podcasts as well, although not in this degree of depth. Yeah, and it's just you know, like on the one hand, you feel as though you really have no business talking about a lot of this stuff, and on the other hand, <laughs> you feel like it would be weird to be like, "Hey, we're a smashing theory. Here's a completely normal episode." Like, yeah. oh this, yeah, this yeah, thing is going on. Um, so I, I definitely get where you're coming from there. Yeah. Uh- I, I do want to say in terms of differentiating the protesters from the rioters, I do think there are some people out there that are just kind of taking advantage of the situation mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, instigating this, the situation. But I do think that some of the people writing are people that are, that genuinely just started out protesting. And after years and years and years of doing it, it, had, it has had no effect. You know, cops are still killing people every day, every week, every year. And if, if even some of these people are people that have just had enough that just are lashing out because they want to see change, they want to see action. I, I think that's justifiable. And, uh, and I, I don't feel, I, I don't want to villainize writers just in general because of that, I guess. You know, it's like you, the thing that you've, I've been seeing a lot of lately on social media is essentially like you didn't listen when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. Like you thought that was offensive. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And nothing yeah. changed. And then know, he took, I mean, and then it made it that they, that you can't even do that anymore. And it's like, no, right. yeah. yeah. And those same people are now are like, we respect people's right to peaceably protest. Like Pence literally, you know, and I mean, I'm bringing up politicians names, so whatever, but. I mean, he literally, he literally said that in that, like, you know, I can't remember which football player it was that responded to his tweet. It was like, you left a game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. left a game because they were crap, like, protesting. You do not. Yeah. Yeah. Protesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, it just started with that. And then you weren't even letting, yeah, then you weren't even allowing that to happen anymore in, in the foot, in football. So it's like, it had to be this way. It has to, this is where it's going to go. This is where it was pushing, where you're pushing it to. So it's like, 
Yeah. Don't act so fucking surprised. Like just, <laughs> yes. just try to do, you know, try to actually do something better instead of like gassing people so you can fucking take a picture in front of a church holding a Bible really weirdly. Oh, that pissed me <laughs> off. Yeah. That really, <laughs> oh, yep. that was yeah. so bad. Like I, I watched that video where they're like, is this your Bible? And he's like, it's a Bible. And I'm like, what? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It's a Bible. Yep. <laughs> and now in the fallout, because the reaction was so negative, one thing that I find fascinating is you're starting to see like the, the people in his administration trying to blame each other for who thought of it. Like <laughs> Kellyanne Conway is like, Oh, it was all Hope Hicks's idea. Like yeah. they're just yeah. like trying to spin it. Like they, the something that they maybe thought they would be so proud of, like, Oh, it's going to be this great moment for the president and just all went to shit because it was a stupid idea. Well, even no. even the church was saying like "fuck you" to him. Like even <laughs> right, the yeah, church yeah, the shot, yeah. shot the picture yeah. in front of you know. It's like, which is it's good to see. I don't know. Right, that they literally yeah. gassed clergy from the church to clear mm-hmm. them away from right. the photo op. It's so stupid. Like who thought? I don't know who thought that was a bad idea. It's like let's let's hurt some people so you can so we can take a picture of you holding a Bible terribly. And yeah. people are going to think that I don't who owns a Bible like that? You know, <laughs> this is the Bible. That's the that's the pose he was making. This is the Bible. Like, right? No, it's, it's like about he's a show it, and tell. Like, look at this. It's like, this is like <laughs> yeah. holding it close to his heart or anything. Like, oh, I love my Bible. It's like uh, the Bible. Yeah, yep. this is oh, like he's like an he's like an auctioneer. Like, right? Yeah. Up, like a, yeah. Just the people are like, I'll have to trust you on that. I can't see because you gasped me, but I'll trust yeah. you. That's the Bible. <laughs> yeah. This, it's like this is how I read. Th- this is how you hold things that you don't understand. Like this. Is, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a book. People, what do you do with books? I don't know. I hear they're amazing though. They're one. This is the best book ever. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a perfect holding of a book there. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wanted, I just wanted to mention the, the shit that's happening. It's, sure. it's funny from what you were saying earlier is, uh, it was, it made total sense to be a content creator at the beginning of the quarantine and then it became this mm-hmm. and now it kind of feels weird being yeah, a content creator yeah. in, in this. But I've, I've, I've wanted to keep our show like still current, of course, and talk about what's happening and all that. And I actually had some response yeah. from people saying that they liked that we were, that we were talking about our own experiences in, in the, with the coronavirus and uh, and all that, especially since oh. like a lot of, you know, a lot of people like totally threw their lives like un- in the gutter. Like, like my wife works at a theater and she, ne- she doesn't know if she'll ever work at a theater again, you know, like theater yeah. kind of yeah. got completely destroyed by quarantine. So it's like yeah. by, by the Here's Corona the and, and all that. So imagine though, listening to a podcast or watching a TV show like this, that's otherwise topical. You know, we're top, we talk about video games that come out this week, whatever, but imagine, listening to a topical show that ignores this huge topic that yeah. everybody is talking about. Everybody, it's going on in yeah. everybody's life, but you can't do it. It's untruthful. Mm-hmm. So of course we're going to talk about this. I think stuff. it would be more obvious that we were avoiding it. You know, yeah, yeah, that exactly. would be a gla- the, the absence of it would be glaring. Yes. And I think it's, I think it's worse to not, to not say anything than to, oh, far you know, worse. like, yeah. So I wanted, especially about something like this, which is, it's very important that, People should be protesting and protesting it, protesting and like and talking about yeah, talking about ourselves is sort of like preaching in the choir. But you know, yeah. we do have a we have yeah. our listeners need to know like how we feel, and, and I think it's also important to us being so spread out across the country and still mm-hmm. kind of seeing the same thing in each of our towns. Like yeah. that's a pretty powerful thing for to sure. bring up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And even if only a couple people were listening to it, I'd still want to say like, hey, this is part of why I started a podcast, so I could 
get my voice out there about different things. And, yourself. Yeah, and for sure. something like yeah. this, it's definitely something we have to say. And thanks for talking to us about it. I think, I think we're good to move on, move on though, probably, right? Yeah. From yeah. that, we can, we yeah. can talk about games again. <laughs> we, sure. uh, yeah. But, but seriously, I mean, I do, I do support protests and I've all, I've actually never really had, never had much of a great relationship with cops in, in my life. Not to the point of, of some, of, of some, of, of what's happened recently, but still. Sure. I always just felt like they were, you know, fucking bullies with, with, with guns, which they shouldn't have anyway. So I don't know. No. Yeah. 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 I actually, like one of the first times I got pulled over, uh, the cop who pulled me over was like yelling at me. And ever since then, because of that experience, even just that, right? Like no violence, right? You know, no, no lasting injuries or anything. He was literally just yelling at me because of what I had done. Um, now whenever I think a cop is going to pull me over, I start to have a panic attack. It's actually what part of why I don't like driving too much anymore. Sure. Yeah. Is that, you know, like I'll be just kind of going down the highway, you know, I see the black and tan behind me and like my hands start to shake. I mean, the fact that even, even something as relatively small as that could have such a lasting impression on me. I can't even imagine, you know, if you were to be in a situation where real physical violence was inflicted on you or where you lost somebody because of, or yeah, or or just, or just driving while black, you know, like that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just existing while black. Yeah. Yeah, Is, is, is hard and it's, it's unfair like that our, that our friends should feel threatened, like just leaving the house, you know, it's, I mean, look at that, the guy that got gunned down in his own apartment, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or not even leaving. Because a lady walked into the wrong apartment, that off-duty yeah. cop. Yeah. Luckily, she's being prosecuted, but it's still like, what the hell? He was mm-hmm. just at home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. I mean, I always felt like I was treat, treated badly, but but I'm white. Like, if I, was, if I wasn't white, then that's a whole other layer of fear on top of there. With cops and especially if they can just get away from it. So all of this needs to be there. And yeah, who cares? Like, and yeah, Nintendo's fucking store got some broken windows. Who gives a shit? Like stop fucking. (laughs) That that was where you really want to find out who the, who the bad guys are. Get in, get in, get into the comments on that. Get, get into the comments on Nintendo based uh, Facebook groups and see who's, who talks about like how protesters are Mm -hmm. bad now because they, broke a fucking Nintendo store window. It's like, come on, right. man, they're a corporation. They can pay for Nintendo it. Nintendo can afford yeah. another window. They can yeah, have I mean, six, they've been having whatever. a great couple of years. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> they're fine. Like even when they were even when they were like failing or whatever, they're still fine. They have a shit, <laughs> ton, of, so a shit ton of money. money. They they can spend like a millionth of their Animal Crossing money to <laughs> yeah. to, to repair yeah, that yeah. window. I remember, yeah, years ago hearing they like they could just literally not sell anything for several years and still be able to exist as a company with all they have in the bank. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. go. Th- they could go through like yeah, three. That NES yeah. money alone. They could go for <laughs> through like three or four like generations of failures before they actually had a tr- had trouble. So I mean, it's they got plenty of money saved up and all that. So yeah, stop complaining about that. The real issue is uh, police brutality and racism. Yes, and that's our podcast for the week. No, no, we have a <laughs> <laughs> we have other stuff to say. That's but that is what I wanted to say in in the thing on that. Sure.
but let's let's get to the game stuff. All right. Um, yeah. So let's do how we normally do and talk about the games that we've been playing. Let's start off with our guests this week. Uh, what have Ooh. you guys been playing Ooh. lately? All right. Whoever wants to go first. <laughs> so take it away, I, Daniel. Okay, cool. Gen- <laughs> Generally on our pod, I, I tend to go first on things. Um, He's the Leonardo of the group, whereas I'm more of a Michelangelo, as it, it were. I was going to say, you, is, you can be kind of around by all sometimes. That's true. I was going to say, is, yeah. is, is that an insult? Damn! Is that an insult since uh, Leo is like no one's favorite of the turtles? <laughs> hey, come on. He leads. <laughs> that, I he mean, was my he, favorite in Injustice, too. I liked all of his stuff that, like, ninja stars and stuff that he could throw. No, I, I mean, related. he definitely I, is the leader. I, I thought they did better with him in, uh, in whatever the last the CGI one that they did, where oh, I uh, remember that. Oh, the yeah. just it was just called TMNT, right? The, uh, the, the the Nickelodeon one, the one that yeah. Oh, yeah. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no, they, no, they, they make him kind of a dork. No, it's right? just uh, it, I think it's just called TMNT. It's the one. It started in like 2012. Uh, the guy who used to be the voice of Raphael is now the voice of Donatello. Oh, uh, Rob, yeah. Rob Paulson. Yeah. They moved Rob him Paulson from one to another. We're, yeah. We're oh, okay. That... Turtles lore at this point. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that one's kind of old now. There was, uh, it is old, but a... it's the best one that I've seen out of all of them, uh, including the original. That's how, how I feel. I, uh, I actually like the, the new, new one that they, uh, that they've been doing recently, uh, Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like, uh, it's, um, it's back to hand animation. Sure. Um, and everyone's got new voice actors, like Ben Schwartz is Leonardo in that one. That's good casting. What's his, yeah. what's his face? Uh, the, um, the, the fucking pie guy was, was Leonardo. Um, the guy who fucks the pie in, uh, American Pie. Oh, the Jason other one. Bateman? No. <laughs> Jason Bateman. No. <laughs> Jason Bateman. Hey, I've never seen any of these movies. <laughs> Jason Bateman. Leonardo no. smarmier than usual. <laughs> you, you know, you know who I'm talking about, but it's funny because he do. actually he left the show because he was on Orange Is the New Black, and he thought he was like he's like I'm a real actor. I don't want to be in this cartoon. Then they just like wrote him out of that show. He was just gone all of a sudden. Oof. Wow. No, they well they wrote him out of Orange Is the New Black, but. Uh-huh. I hope it was turtles related, but no, he, they just, <laughs> it was funny because he ended up getting in a fight and he hurt his neck and then he came back as a different voice actor as Seth Green after that. So, oh, he really uh, got hurt his neck or within the show? In the show, they made our Leonardo hurt his neck and, and when he came to, he had a different voice. Is basically what they did. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Well, they had this Wild. giant, I mean, it was at the end of a the season. They had this giant, insane like battle and then like, yeah, and Leonardo gets knocked out. And when he, you know, and he like injures himself and they made sure to say that he injured his neck as well. And when he comes to, he has a different voice and that's their explanation for it. That's... But, but yeah, one dude, what the guy I can't remember his name, but anyway, he left, he left because of, he thought it was dumb and, and Seth Green was like, oh, I'll do it. I love the turtles. So it's, you know, he was actually, <laughs> you know, okay. that's a huh. side, that's a side thing. But what I was getting at is that they made Leonardo way cooler in that show. It's almost okay. trying to say he, I don't think he's everyone's least. Well, maybe he still is, but he's cooler than he was before. That was always, what, what uh, were we talking about before I did this? You, you compared, <laughs> you compared Daniel to Leonardo. That's how we got to this, but oh, we wanted, yeah. cause he was going to go first, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we wanted to I, talk about games and then we had a four minute sidetrack about turtles. <laughs> that's but. what we do. Smashing theories. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I was always way more of a Michelangelo guy. Yeah. My, Michelangelo was, was my boy. I yeah. liked, I liked Donatello. They actually in the, in that, in that other series that I really liked, um, they, they basically made Leonardo obsessed with like Star Trek, with like their version of Star Trek, and they actually have a, 
they actually have like this cartoon in there that looks like the original Star Trek cartoon, like the same anima- same animation, uh, but with di- ah, with different that's, characters. That's kinda... So huh. it's really cool. And they did this whole episode about how like Leonardo was trying to be the Kirk from that universe, and they worked all the Star Wars <laughs> stuff into it. I'm just saying, watch it. It's a really good show. It was the best one I oh, thought of all. Okay, those. I think they're all on Hulu. But anyway, Daniel, please talk about the games you've been playing. <laughs> right, video games that I've been playing. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, the main game I've been playing lately is, uh, Final Fantasy IX on the Switch. The, the oh, remaster cool. of that. Yeah. Uh, me and my fiance, Amy Lee, have been playing through it. Uh, I've, I've started FF9 like about half a dozen times at this point since like my teenage years. Me too. Right? Like on and <laughs> off. And, uh, this was Amy Lee's like first time experiencing FF9. And it's my favorite Final Fantasy, even though I've never beaten it. So we, we kind of started it together. And, uh, I feel like that's just a universal experience to have a favorite Final Fantasy that you've never beaten. <laughs> like so many people, mm-hmm. like my favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy 12. I'm stuck in the final dungeon and I've never beaten it. Like the, it's just constant. Uh, the only mainline Final Fantasy that I've managed to beat is 10. And, wow. Wow. and it's, and it's up there for me, but it's not my favorite. You never beat six. Like more. You never beat uh, six slash three. I got, I got halfway through, uh, through six slash three. I was, I played Final Fantasy six on the Game Boy Advance and I got a little bit into like the second act, right? I got a little yeah. bit into the, the whole world. The destroyed the world. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found out that, uh, that Shadow is an optional character and that I let him die earlier by accident. Oh, oh yeah. the exact same thing happened yep. to me. It happened to yeah. me too. I did a bunch of world of And you want, do you want to start like, over again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As soon as I realized that I killed Shadow, I'm like, I need to start this shit Oh my over. gosh. I yeah. completed like a bunch of character side quests in the world of Ruin and then I found out that Shadow died. So it was like even like, like, oh, I was so close to facing off against Kefka, and then just my my urge to beat the game with the full cast of characters kicked in, and I never beat it. Same yeah. story. Yeah, you, same. You get to, you, yeah, do you still get to see his last name if he's not in your... at the end? Because it, it, the, the, at the end, there's like a half-hour ending that, that where it shows like the full names of all the characters and all that like uh, even even uh. if you even if you rename them it would say like this person as oh, whoever like whatever you Bradford named him as yeah oh, okay huh yeah That's it, neat. it really is like that too like these the last names are like okay yeah. <laughs> in the final <laughs> fantasy everybody has you know documentation yeah, yeah. but no I, I i've i have no idea because i've i've never beaten six I, I was i was gonna say i always thought that i mean this is my own ruling but i was like can i have a favorite game if i never beat it <laughs> like that's how that was in so, my that was in my mind but yeah of I, course I do you can wonder have about that. favorite yeah. yeah yeah sometimes i i think whether nine should count because i've never beaten it which is I actually think that's part fine. of why yeah mm-hmm. like especially I, like so many older games are like you know really difficult or whatever like for instance streets of rage 3 is one of my favorite games and i've never no i did beat that but it took a long time mm-hmm. like it was i was in college when i finally beat it sure yeah i mean my I, favorite yeah. Game for one of my favorite games for a long time before that yeah. I, mean, I do think it's cool to say that a game you haven't beaten is your favorite, but yeah. I do, I have wanted to experience all of nine so I could really like know what I'm talking about when I say it's <laughs> my favorite. Sure. So I, uh, so yeah, so I, I started with Amy Lee and we're in the end game now. We're, uh, we're at disc four. Uh, I say disc four, but in the Switch version, they, they obviously don't have discs. I was going to say, how do you even know where you're at? <laughs> you don't have to switch them like like in the virtual console on the PlayStation. Yeah, right. Yeah, we we don't do that at all. It's just the the game just 
proceeds without without even like that change disc splash screen, mm. you know. Mm. So uh so I just like whenever I I occasionally check a walkthrough I'm like, "Oh, I'm a disc 4 now." Mm. Um because there's a bunch like in pure old Final Fantasy fashion, there's a bunch of like side quests that are really obtuse and that you can miss right. if you if you don't do them at like this exact time period in the game. Actually, there is there's this weird side quest, like there's this village like off the off the coast of like Trino in the game where uh there's like a mayor's house, right? And whenever you go into the mayor's house, the mayor's there, he's like, Hey, get out of my house. But if you <laughs> if you go to his house at nighttime in the middle of a card game tournament during disc three, he will be asleep and you can steal his key. Uh, weird. And if you steal his key, you can unlock a door that gives you some coffee that you can give to an old man. And that's the only way you can complete the coffee side quest in Final Fantasy IX. Weird. I, I missed that side quest. <laughs> Go figure. So I've been like, kind of like checking a guide every now and then. It's like, okay, are there any side quests I can miss here? Are there any side quests I can miss here? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how. I mean, and on the subject of like losing shadow and all that with Final Fantasy VI, yeah, like, I was what I got that game for my birthday from my dad, and my dad didn't know anything about games really. He went to GameStop, and the guy at GameStop said, "Hey," uh, and I think he was just trying to get them to sell shit, but he's like, "Hey, you should buy this strategy guide too with it. You know, you may need mm-hmm. it to play through the game." So yeah, right. so he bought the the Nintendo Power Strategy Guide for Final Fantasy III, which I still have. Oh, and, nice. Uh, so I, I like read through it as I was playing the game. So I knew whether, I knew that I had to wait for Shadow oh, and stuff nice. like that. And I knew like what the code was to get the chainsaw, which is really hard to do if you didn't know that. Like right. in that, in that mm-hmm. town where everybody lies to you and all that. So I guess maybe Zozo. it was a different experience for me because I had, because I had a guidebook with me, but I didn't yeah. feel like I was cheating necessarily. And it's still my favorite Final Fantasy even after that. So. I don't know. Fun fact. Maybe, I, yeah. I had the guidebook for Final Fantasy IX when I first bought it. And I tried to, I tried to read alongside me through playing through the game, read that strategy guide. Uh, but that strategy guide is notorious for being like one of the worst strategy guides of all time. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, because basically on any page you flip to on that strategy guide, it's like, when you're in this location, you'll need to do this. Go to our website to find out how. Oh, that's dumb. oh no! The, the, that's uh, the play, that's the playonline.com strategy guide. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, even buy, like an, why even it, buy it? If it's just like an yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, like an EA game, but in guide form. Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, they they got yeah. so much shit for that, and obviously it never happened again. Well, they but, deserve uh, it for yeah. doing that. Yeah, it's like why even why even pay for this if it's like. Use your computer. Go to go do things you could have done it's without a, this book. It's just a blank notebook. <laughs> yeah, right. Down from the website. <laughs> <laughs> it's like go here, go here, and you'll get all the stuff that we would have put in this book. We we don't like doing things except for maybe doing the cover of this. <laughs> we don't we don't want to yeah. we don't want to work for you here. Yeah, yeah. playing through F nine has been like really good and really fun though. Mm-hmm. I uh, it's been great to see like Amy Lee's impression of of this game since she, uh, since she doesn't, she's not really into games that are that old. Usually it's, it's kind of funny to, to call final fantasy nine an is. old game. Uh, but it's but like, it it's, it's like, old. yeah, it's 20 years old now. Well, it's, and, yeah. uh, and it's also, yeah. it's like, it's, a, it's an old game. That's about even older games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a throwback it keeps, game. Exactly. It keeps calling <laughs> yeah. back to these older final fantasies. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> and Amy Lee, she's she's more used to like she she played like N sixty four and stuff growing up, but uh, but she's she's much more able to focus on like more contemporary stuff. Mm. So so usually like when I start like like when I'm in battles and stuff, like those are so like archaic and slow that she'll just like you know check her phone while I mm-hmm. while I do a battle and then she'll check back in for the cutscenes and stuff. But she loves Vivi, uh, one of like the best mm-hmm. Final Fantasy characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love Steiner and. Um, Steiner, like, you start to like him after a while, but he does really suck at first. I love that he yeah. sucks. I was going <laughs> to say you love I to loved hate him. him from the beginning of the game. Honestly. Yeah, he, yeah, he was my favorite character. Like as soon as he just starts ruining everything, you know, he's uh, uh-huh. because he's he's such a great, compelling character. Like he's always sticking to his guns. You see how he. You see how hard he struggles with what a lawful good character he is. <laughs> uh, and, but you see him like just make the wrong decision over and over and over before like he kind of learns and discovers what his priorities as a knight are. Oh, I love Steiner. He's great. <laughs> and he's hilarious. I thought, uh, I, I love you. that, yeah. that kind of scene at the beginning where you're running around and going to get all of the knights of Pluto and none <laughs> of them are as into being a knight of Pluto as Steiner is. <laughs> and Steiner is it's hysterical. Yeah. He just keeps yeah. rounding on them like, what are you doing? You you know, they're they're just like lazing around or whatever. Yeah, like hitting on girls and right. like mm-hmm. and like daydreaming about food. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that that that's one thing I really love about Final Fantasy IX is it's got a lot of charm, it's got a lot of character. Mm-hmm. Like all these NPCs, you really kind of uh feel their personal stories and uh and it's kind of a bummer now that I'm in the end game and they've just kind of stopped exploring all of that. Now it's just, you know, kind of fate of the uh, world. Blah, yeah. Fate, blah. Yeah. Fate of the world kind of prepping to, to take care of the big bad. Sure. And it's, it's still cool though. Zidane has aged really badly as a protagonist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really, my, one of my big problems with final fantasy nine is I really didn't like the, the art design of the characters. Oh, like huh. I thought Steiner looked weird and I didn't really understand like, Zidane's like the animal boy, right? With the tail, which like yeah, doesn't really. Yeah, he's the animal boy with the tail. Yeah. Maybe they ex- maybe they explain why he looks like that later, but I just I don't know. I didn't really understand where they were going with it. They take forever to explain why why he looks yes. like that. And isn't and Steiner like mostly? Is... He's like a walking face practically, like the way he's designed. He's like a, has a huge <laughs> huge face with legs and arms. It's like what I don't understand where they're going with this game. <laughs> That's how I feel. I I've I've I did what you did too, Dana. I, I tried playing the game multiple times and haven't really gotten very far into it every time. So yeah, that's kind of how I feel about nine. That's the only of the, uh, the, I guess the post super Nintendo ones that I've beaten. Um, Oh, and I mean, we're talking, this was a long time ago. This was at least 10 years ago that I played through that, but I do have it on the switch and I started it, but yeah, you really liked it for a minute. I remember you talked about it a few weeks in a row on our, on our show, but I mean, and and mainly because it reminded me so much of, four and six, which are the only other two that I've played through. Oh, well, not yeah. Mystic Quest, but that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, it just really has a personality. You know, it's it's a very distinct game. Um I think I think especially the time it was released, you know, it's kind of it's kind of bookended by a lot of very like sci fi feeling Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh and, and nine really like puts the emphasis on the fantasy part. Mm-hmm. You know? And I I thought that was kind of a breath of fresh air at the time. And I think it, uh, I think it still feels, it really stands out to me still. Yeah, a lot just of, a, uh, uh, just, yeah, just a lot of kind of like a, a brighter personality too, you know, like, uh, it's also bookended by some very like edgy, for <laughs> lack of a better term, Final Fantasies. Like you, 
like Final Fantasy seven and eight kind of have very like sullen protagonists. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of bleakness to those games. Yeah. And and nine was a lot more upbeat, which is more my style. Yeah, the characters aren't like, yeah, whatever. Like uh Yeah. <laughs> like Squall, where everything's like, whatever, uh I hate my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh yeah. and Zidane has like aged badly as a protagonist, but I I do at least still appreciate like the tone that he brings to the game. You know, the Final Fantasy 9 is a funnier game and it's uh mm-hmm. like a lot of dark and tragic things happen in 9, uh but it's still like oh, Vivi's story is so sad. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But uh I it's it's still got like a good balance of tone to me that mm-hmm. that I appreciate and I enjoy. For sure. So the second one you have here on the list here, that's one that I was going to talk about again. Or, so what we've been doing is like whenever we have the same game on our lists, we just do it at the same time. So sure. Yeah. Why, yeah, why don't, don't you start then? I'll say, if you I'll, don't, if you don't I'll mind, be kind of a footnote to what you say. Okay. I was going to say, if you don't mind, we can kind of tag teams, you know, Blade Chronicles definitive edition. Yes. So I, I mentioned that my, yeah, that my hand has been injured. So I haven't been able to play that game which mm. really breaks my heart because I was looking forward to it so much. And, uh, but thankfully I was able to get in, get in in about five and a half hours of it before my hand broke. So, Oh, okay. So I had, so I got a good enough impression of it to talk about it, but it still, still sucks that I can't play it. I, I tried to play it last night actually, and I still can't really do it comfortable, Oof. comfortably. Cause I, well, I can only, or I can only like move, I can only bend some of my fingers. So it's hard to comfortably, uh, hold the controller and all that. So, mm. but, but I did, I did play the first five hours of it and I really like it. Like, I, I really like what I played of Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition. I saw now, the, Can I, can I just ask, did you play the original or is this your first experience with the game? I've played all of the Xenoblade games. Um, the original, but the version that I played of the original was the 3DS version. So I kind of oh, got ah. the, I got the worst end of the stick there of, of all yeah. the different versions. So this is basically what happened. I, I really wanted to play, so I played, I think I played Xenoblade Chronicles X first on Wii U, okay, which okay. I loved that game. Like I, I loved it until I got to the point where I couldn't progress any farther because I couldn't make enough money. I couldn't get a better scale or whatever. And I just hit, I hit a major wall, but it's like, this had to have been like over a hundred hours into it. Cause I, Jeremy oh. and I, we played the shit out of it when it came out because it was really the only game on Wii U to play at the time. And yeah. thanks, uh-huh. thankfully I really liked it though. I thought it looked really good. I liked the way it played and all that. I liked the battle system. So I absolutely, so I absolutely loved it. The yeah. Good, yeah. And the music yeah. was so ridiculous and so awesome at the same time. But yeah, it's, I, I loved everything about it, but, but aside from the story, I wish there was more of a story and more like memorable characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so then I got the new 3DS when that came around because my 3DS that I had was basically on the fritz. Like it was, it was on in the process of dying. Like my, some of my buttons weren't working. Like I, I had dropped it a couple times. It was, it was like the first, a first, first model 3DS. So it was ready to be, get replaced. So I bought the new 3DS and I bought Xenoblade Chronicles 3D because that was the only place you could get, get Xenoblade Chronicles for a decent price at the time. Because yeah, it was yes, before it was before it was released on Wii U. It was only it had only released in some places on Wii after Project Rainfall, but I never found it anywhere. And by the time it released, I had gotten a PS3 and I was in PS3 territory. Like I was kind of done with the Wii and all that. Sure. Fair, but I heard fair. all this talk about it. And I thought it looked really good, and and I really liked X, so I wanted to play Xenoblade. So I got it on the 3DS, and I yes, I loved the game, but 
it looks like ass on the 3DS. Like it, it looks, <laughs> yeah, it looks so bad. And the game is like such a big game with like all this yeah. like huge area to explore and all that, that I really felt that I bought the wrong version of it. And I was like, I was like, man, I really wish I could play this on a TV because this, and it was kind of one of those things where I felt like I had to kind of pump up the brightness to make it look like less muddy and like smeared right. and all that on the 3DS. So it was like, so I felt like I got the bad version of it. And, but I still played like a good, like 60, 70 hours of it on this, on the 3DS. So I know somewhat of, of this, you know, somewhat what of the story. I think I got to like the heaven area where you're like in the clouds and all that. Mm. I don't know if you beat it all the way. It's. Oh yeah, I, I, I beat the original. It's with yeah. the guys who have like the wings on their heads. I remember they I'll had the weird, off. they had the I'll weird designs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that was probably towards the end, but that's as far as I got in the 3DS one. You, you got like two thirds into the game. Okay. I know it's incredible. Yeah. I know it's incredibly long. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, do, so I do have a good idea about the way Xenoblade Chronicles plays, but I always wanted to get one to play it on the TV and I was planning on buying the $20, uh, virtual console version for the, for the Wii U. Like whenever I was sure. figuring whenever the Wii U eShop went under, that would be the last game that I would buy. And <laughs> just so I'd have it and then I'd be able to play it. And I might still buy it anyway, even though I got the new one. But then sure. when the definitive, definitive edition came out, I was like, awesome. Okay. This is the version I'm going to get because this is going to be, I can play it on the TV. Everything will look cool and all that. So, so I have some idea of the way things work between those two games. And I, and also I got Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Didn't understand the battle system and gave <laughs> and gave up playing it after about thirty hours because I got stuck on a boss that I couldn't beat and it uh, stopped being, and stopped being fun. Battle so it, it did, yeah. it did. I, like, I know, if, like yes, I know some people like praise the battle. Are you on? Are you on the other? Which side are you on for it? Uh, so I I don't know if praise would be the right word, but I did get the hang of it. I did learn it, and I got about ninety hours in before I stopped. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and. Uh, like really there it's just so dense with systems right like you have like the blade system and you have that system where you send out blades to go do tasks for you and then they come back yeah and then and then like you get cores and you build more blades like there was so much going on that uh that eventually i got kind of overwhelmed by all the stuff that i would that i would have to do in that game uh sure. that i that i took a break and then that break uh has been about two years long uh, <laughs> so far yeah. uh, to the point where I'd probably, if I went back, I'd probably feel like I had to start it over. And that's, that's an, that's a 90 hour investment to catch back up. Yeah. Um, it was, it just didn't, yeah. I don't know. And, and I, some people love it. And some, I mean, I don't know. I thought about maybe going back to it whenever I beat Xenoblade Chronicles one, like maybe I'll sure. go back to two and try it again, but the gotcha mechanic and all that, it just was not, it was not what I expected at all. Like I was hoping for more of something like <laughs> Xenoblade X, you know, like kind of more like that, but with more of a story. Like that's what I was, what I was hoping for. Mm. And I think that's what Xenoblade Chronicles is. And I've heard, I've heard people talk about like the, uh, how bad the side quests and stuff are on this one. And I feel like with their new, like quality of life stuff that they added to the definitive edition, they've actually fixed a lot of that because I, I wanted nice. to ask actually, because, I played the original uh, release on the Wii and the side quests were what stopped me from finishing that game. Oh, sure. Like I, I hated them. I thought that they were so vague and bland. And then uh, Daniel and I were kind of playing concurrently and he got ahead of me and found out that you can unlock new gameplay stuff by doing certain side quests. Yeah. 
And so then at that point, I felt like, well, now I have to go back and do all the side quests. And uh, that was just such an insurmountable task that I like gave up halfway through and I never beat the game. Sure. So what what quality of life (laughs) highlight the quality of life improvements for me, a guy who was really bitter about not beating that game? (laughs) Sure. Okay. so uh, and I was going to say, and also there's some side quests that basically go away and you can't do. There's timed ones also Mm, that like if you don't do them at a certain time. You can't come back to them. Basically, what I liked, and actually, I've, I've been doing a lot of side quests on this one. What I like is that they actually, there's, and it's not, it's such a small thing, but there, there's exclamation points now on the map as to where everything is. So if you go talk to some guy and, t- and says like, hey, why don't you go kill like 10 tones of stone crabbles for me or something? You know, in the original one, they wouldn't tell you like, if you yes. wanted to go kill 10 stone crabbles, you have to like read what their names are. So you have to go and find them and then go and then go like, oh, here's the stone crabble and okay, I'll kill four of these and maybe I'll get this stone crabble gas or whatever to use for this mission. <laughs> but what's cool about this one is you basically go to the town and there's exclamation points for all the people that have, that have, that have quests, which I don't, mm-hmm. that might have been in the first one, in the original one. It might have been, I don't remember either. Yeah, but you talk to all of them and you get all the quests. But what I do is I just go and I get all the side quests and then I go on my regular quest. And while you're going on your way to the regular quest, you'll see the exclamation points pop up on the map that are all side quests. So you can just oh. go, you can just go to those guys and kill them instead of like trying to remember that you have to kill like 10 woolies or whatever the fuck they're called. You actually, you, you know, you can see them on the map. So you go and do it. And I feel like it makes it a lot easier. And also a lot of them, you don't have to bring the quest back to the guy, which it, I'm pretty sure you had to do that in the original one. Where you like go and do it, and then you have to go back and talk to the guy, and you, and yes, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. it doesn't complete until after you talk to the guy. It that that doesn't isn't in there anymore, unless it's part of the quest where it's like you have to return a letter. There's one where you got to get a letter from one guy and bring it to another guy. You'd have to still go to the other person, but right, I right. feel like it's stream. I feel like it's streamlined it a lot in that way, where it's basically it'll show you it. It will show you where it is on the map, and you can even select a specific side quest. And it will give you a little dotted line to follow on the map to go to wherever you're trying that to go. That is fantastic. Because yeah. a big reason that I didn't do a lot of the side quests in that game is that, like, you'd be in the Earth Sea and they'd say, like, okay, go till 10 flying Wagalabes in the Earth Sea. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm just sitting there <laughs> thinking, like, it's a sea. This is like saying, go catch a cod in the Atlantic Ocean. Like, where? <laughs> yeah. For God's sake. Yeah. Um, so that's, oh man, that is, that is so good to know. That is great. I think one other, one other QOL, uh, thing for side quests is that, uh, you can now just press like down on the D pad or something and you'll just call up a menu of what all your, all your current side quests are. Oh yeah, you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might Um, be ZR, but yeah, it's, it's a button that you hit and it'll, it'll pull up all of your quests and you can look at them and you can actually have it on the screen too. Like say what you're trying to do. You can leave it up there. You can take it away. So there, that's another way to help you like oh, that go is find so stuff. Cool. Yeah. That honestly just like elevated the game to must buy for me. Like <laughs> I am so, so getting that game now and playing through it again because of that. That is great. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I think it's, I, when I was, I'm, I, like I said, I'm super saddened that I can't play it anymore, but when I was, and I'll be able to play it again, hopefully, but I was like so happy playing it. Like I had a great time. Yeah. I was, I was basically, you know, looking at it, it was it, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, but like with all the shit and the, the, you know, the protests and the rioting and the, and I was watching, I was basically like listening to CNN when the guys were getting arrested. 
Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and I was listening to that and being sad about that, but also happy playing Xenoblade <laughs> at the same time. So it's kind of trying to help me, you know, pull from one, you know, from one thing to another. But sure. no, I, I, I really appreciate them, them adding that on there. And there, there is some complications that some enemies only appear at certain times of day. But you oh, can't, or like when it's raining or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that pissed me off too. But you can't. I mean, I don't remember. I'm sure you could do this in the original one, and and you can do. It's like what you can do in Witcher Three, also. But you can basically change the time to any time, right. whenever. Yeah, like that, you don't that have was to, in the original. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah if it changed so the time of day, yeah, yeah. So, so there's that. You can, if it's only at night, you can change it to night, and and the exclamation points won't show up unless it is night. So there's maybe a little bit of confusion on that, but I feel like they really went out of their way to try to make it like more like more easier to find all the stuff and like have make it more enjoyable to do the side quests. Cause I've sure. been, I've been doing them and I've been like, yeah, this is cool. You know? And you can even like, not, like I said, you can not even think about it. Just like talk to some guys when you get to a town and get, and get all the exclamation points and then just go do your next thing. And you'll just see them on the map while you're going there. And you'll just kind of just go through and do it. Like as you're doing, going wherever you're going and you do it until that's done. And then you continue on to the next thing. And that's the way I've been doing it. And I feel like it works really well. And cool. also, I'm sure you got this as well, Daniel, because you have a you have a save from Xenoblade Chronicles Two. They give you a hundred thousand coins, like right at the beginning, if you've played if you have a save on your system of Xenoblade Chronicles Two. So you can buy all of the best armor like right off the bat. So it does kind of give <laughs> yeah. you like all the best armor that you can get like in the first town, and probably a few towns right. after that. So okay. it gives you a nice like leg up. So it almost kind of feels like a new game plus, like if you've already played it. And there's mm-hmm. also like a I haven't played it yet, but there's, there's like a master mode in there too that you can do right from the start too. If you want to like throw yourself right ah. into, right into a harder mode That's with, cool. with a hundred thousand and buy the best gear like right off the bat and do it that way, you can do that as well. So I felt like it's a really cool way to, to throw you in there. And, and the armor that I was able to buy looks super cool. Like the highest armor that you got that has like the best defense and all that. You can buy it for everybody and it's just. You look like a badass roaming around like, and you can, and you can change it to where if you want Shulk to look like he normally did, you know, you can, that's, you, you that's can change. That's a new feature for, for definitive edition too, yeah, right? You can change, like you, you can, can change the you appearance. You can have like a mechanic. Yeah. You can have like armor that works for you mechanically and then you can have a different and, set of armor uh, that you wear cosmetically. Yeah. You can cool. change that whether you, if you don't want to see what it is, but I also, I respect any game that, changes the armor like when you mm-hmm. when you yeah, put something too, yeah. on it shows it it shows it actually as, as i'm just glad it. that i won't have to have charla running around in a bikini the entire time i'm in the gower plains because it's the best armor <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was experience yeah. that i had during the uh my first playthrough oh yeah yeah my, there's still weird stuff play- like that in there yeah my weird playthrough creepy, yeah. uh there's uh, each character has skill trees and there's a build for dunban uh where he uh where his his dodge stat goes up dramatically if he's not wearing any armor. Yeah. So, so, uh, I just, I just had that as Dunban's build where, uh, where he was just running around in his underwear and nothing was hitting him. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be nice to like have him wear clothes cosmetically, even mm-hmm. if like mechanically he's in his underwear. Right. Yeah. And also another thing that wasn't in the 3DS version that I played, you can play through it all in Japanese now, which I think is pretty rad. Okay. If you kind of, if you get tired, cause they, they yell constantly whenever you're fighting. I'm sure you (laughs) know, you know, it's like, it's the power, the power of the Monado or like, uh, (laughs) or like it's rain, it's rain time or whatever, you know, like they'll say, I I actually love that British voice cast so much that I'm, 
I'm probably going to leave it on. Oh, sure. I on, mean, that's, on the dub. Yeah. I've heard some people say that, that they, that it's almost kind of like, that, it, that it's like the Star Fox voices or like anything that's sort of campy, but you like it. But for yeah. me, I, I like, since it's a Japanese game, I prefer to listen to it in the original language. That's fair. And I think yeah. it's, I'm just really happy that it's there. I'm happy that you have the option to turn it, to make it all Japanese. It's, it's great that there's the option. Yeah. yeah. I and, agree with that. And I appreciate it. I mean, I, yeah, I know. I, they're, they're whatever. They're, I guess it's, there's not really that much nostalgia for me of their voices. I'm fine with putting it, <laughs> putting it to Japanese and have them, you know, I just like that it's there. And you can also, you can change the music back to the original music if you, if you don't like the new updated score, even though I think it oh, sounds incredible. Yeah. I, I think nice. both of them are very good, but you can do, you can play it on the original Wii soundtrack if that's what you want to hear. So that's nice. cool. Yeah. The, yeah. the amount of options is really great. It really does feel definitive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel, yeah. and yeah, and the characters have a lot more detail to them now. And, yes. And I didn't, I didn't know it, and, and you're going to get into it, but I didn't know that you could jump straight to the end bonus stuff if you wanted to. Like, I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even see it in the menu where you can, yeah, you can jump, jump straight to like the, uh, the epilogue, like extra 20 hours or whatever that they put on there. So, if, yeah. so even if you got it and you don't want to play through the regular 100 plus hour story, you can go straight to that. So thank, thank goodness yeah. you can do that. <laughs> Because I, uh, yeah, I played Xenoblade Chronicles one for the first time when it came out in 20, 2011, 2012. And, uh, and I beat the whole thing back then, played through the whole thing, almost hundred percent of that game, did so many of the side quests, uh, and absolutely loved, loved that game. Sean and I on over on a smashing theory, we did a games of the decade episode a little while back, uh, where we talked about our favorite games, 20, 2010 to 2019. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think Xenoblade Chronicles was like second place for me, right? That was like my second favorite game. Yeah, it was up there. Yeah, yeah like second, exactly where. yeah, like second or third favorite game of the whole decade. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Like, uh, I loved playing through it then, and I'm I I have Definitive Edition now. I plan on replaying it actually with Amy Lee because she hasn't she hasn't experienced it yet. Um, but since we're doing Final Fantasy IX right now. I, uh, I jumped into Future Connected, the epilogue mm. story. I just started that without playing the game over again yet. And yeah, Future Connected is really cool. It looks beautiful. Like, uh, the kind of epilogue story that they pick is really interesting. It focuses on one of my favorite characters, uh, Melia. And a lot of it is, is really great. Uh, a couple, a couple of the characters it focuses on, uh, are, are kind of great callbacks to, uh, to some stuff from the old game and the, and the story also kind of ties up a bit of a, it seems like it's going to tie up a bit of a loose end from the first game, which is, which is really neat. I like that a lot. The problem is that future connected kind of assumes that you've just beaten Xenoblade one, that you've, <laughs> oh, that sure, you've yeah. just, that you've just played it and you remember everything that happened really clearly. And you're just really, you're really familiar with how to play Xenoblade one and not that you haven't played it in almost a decade. Uh, so when you start up future connected and you get into your first battle, you got a pop-up that uh, uh, like a tutorial pop-up that says, here's the differences between future connected <laughs> battle system and Xenoblade one's battle system. And it lists three differences uh, like it's like, oh, Shulk can't do this anymore. Uh, you don't have uh, you don't have this feature in this game. Uh, and that's it. It does not remind you how to play the game. Yeah. It does not, it does not give you the option of like a primer or like 
it doesn't let you redo the battle tutorial for the first game. It's just like, oh, you know how to play this game, right? Here you go. Here's three differences. Get in there, man. Get get in there. Fight fight this boss. You know how to fight this boss. Uh, play yeah. play as Melia, a very complicated character. You remember how to play her, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard and, it's I heard like it's it's different and like kind of limiting, I guess, somewhat because yeah, they take some of the stuff away from the first one. But yeah, trying to jump yeah. right into it from not even playing the first one, like I or not even playing it for a while. Yeah, I understand that it would, uh, you know. Yeah, but I I do I do like I I played Future Connected for like a couple hours and then I was like, okay, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come back to this after I replayed the the first game. Cause like, I don't really remember how to optimize Melia's stuff all that well. Like, I feel like there's stuff I'm forgetting about the battle system that would make me better at this game. So like, I'm going to replay Xenoblade one, uh, with alongside Amy Lee before mm-hmm. I, before I get really into future connected, but I already love what I've experienced of future connected. Like, nice. it, yeah, like it, it looks so nice. And, uh, and your team of characters is really endearing. Um, they got Melia's voice actress back, uh, which was surprising because uh, because she kind of wasn't doing much when when Xenoblade One came out, right? Like Melia's voice actress was just a British actress, but then that actress went on to be one of uh, Doctor Who's companions in Doctor Who. Oh, uh, yeah, she which ended one? Up, she ended up playing uh, Clara in uh, in in season 12 or whatever. Oh, the one that the later one, right? The souffle girl. Yeah, I, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, the, that's like it's right the when part- I stopped watching the show. When, when, yeah, the, when, the, yeah, exactly. Same, it's it's yeah. The, the doc. Yeah. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. When Peter uh, Capaldi came into it, it was when I kind of got bored with the show, even though yeah, I do want to so- try some <laughs> of the new, uh, the new female doctor ones. They're all on HBO Max. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, great. the Peter Capaldi's first companion is the voice of Melia. So like, oh, okay. That's I, wild. I was, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of worried that she wouldn't come back for Xenoblade Chronicles. Like they would not be able to pay her enough to come back, <laughs> you know? Uh, but she's, she's back. She's voicing Melia again. She, she sounds distinctly older than she did when she <laughs> when she recorded those initial lines, but uh, but it's great to have her back. I always thought oh, she was a great um, fit for that character. Quick aside, speaking of uh, speaking of um, voice actors who did or did not come back, I'm not really going to talk about this as a game, but I've been playing the Mortal Kombat 11 expansion Aftermath that just came out. Oh yeah, sure. And uh, clearly, Ronda Rousey did not come back to do more Sonya voice lines. Oh really? God. Yeah, for those of you who may not have known, who, who may not have played the game, Ronda Rousey is, uh, you know, an MMA fighter and now I think WWE wrestler, and she was cast as the voice of Sonya Blade for MK11, but she is awful um, yeah. at voice acting. And so now for Aftermath, there's like a point in the story where Sonya is featured, but like she just fights silently and then gets beaten up. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, does her neck like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, does her neck get injured and then she comes back? As a, as a, <laughs> oh, a different person. Yeah. No, what's, that, that'd they be actually, so nice. they actually just did the kind of thing that they did during the voice actors strike with Injustice 2, where she doesn't have, she isn't a character who's voiced during the story. And then during these sort of like uh, pre-fight interactions that characters do, uh, they just kind of recycled old lines of her and had the other voice actors record new stuff. Mm. Um, so Ronda Rousey did not come back for Aftermath. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, 
that Melly as voice actor came back for yes. uh, future yeah. connected. That's yeah, I, I am glad that Melly as actor came back. I I'm also glad that Ronda Rousey didn't come back. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's fine with me. Like, yeah, she's she did an incredibly bad job. Yeah, and she's a transphobe, so like, not 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 gonna not yeah. gonna miss that. They, they should uh, they should lower the price of the DLC now that she's not on there. But also, <laughs> right, that, domestic that, abuser, right? Yeah. Oh, me. Oh, yeah. didn't, didn't I didn't know about, about that, that but not surprised. That was a, that was a scandal a few years ago. Like she beat the crap out of her. I want to say it was like her sister in law, or oh, it was it was God. like it was one of her in laws. But yeah, she get, she beat him up real bad. Oh, I remember yeah. hearing about that. I probably heard it from you on on here on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, suffice it to say, not not a great person. I was not psyched about her getting cast, even before I heard uh, her voice lines in yeah. the game. Uh, and boy, boy, then I heard her voice lines in the game. <laughs> I mean, it's just change. like the most dead delivery you can imagine. Like, Cassie, you're my daughter, and I love you very much. Like, it's all <laughs> like that. It's awful. Mm. But I'm sorry, you were talking about Xenoblade. Please continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, now I'm out... Melly is cool. Uh, Future Connected is cool, and I already got to see some of those quality of life changes, uh, like how how much smoother the quest system is. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just playing those couple hours. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I'm I'm probably going to shelve it for now until I can beat the original game. Uh, but boy, that's that's a great package. Uh, it's it's going to be so nice to re-experience one of my favorite games with with those many like visual and gameplay upgrades. It looks so nice. It plays so nice. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped to experience that. And uh, I would highly recommend that anyone that even kind of enjoys JRPGs uh, check that out. It's good shit. Oh yeah. No, it's I, good I, stuff. I, do we, do we swear here? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I yeah, think I've right, already, right, yeah, swe- I, I hope I sweared in the protest part at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. No, oh no. yeah, yeah. We, I'm, I'm right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good no, shit. You, good shit. Good shit. Yeah. No, I, I, I second that. I, I rec- definitely highly recommend Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition because it's. I think it's my favorite Xenoblade out of all of them. It's the first oh, one. Oh, mine so, too. So, mine uh, too, yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to see it because it. Yeah, it was. It dealt with so many things like from being on the Wii generation and then the 3ds, and mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. like couldn't look great, and now it can look really great. So. It's, yeah. you know, it's, I think it looks wonderful. I know some people, they don't think it looks whatever new generation looking, but I don't really care about that. So it's, yeah, I mean, I it's, think the characters it, look good. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've seen, it's like, it's, I would say it's more than suitable. You know? Yeah. And the visuals were kind of ahead of their time back when it came out on the Wii. Not the character models, which were atrocious. Yeah. The, but, they, uh, they looked weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, but the, I definitely remember coming out to the Gower Plains for the first time and going like, Oh my God, how did yeah. they do this on the yes. Wii? Yeah. yeah the, and the, the giant the creatures. And, yeah, yeah. The environments and like the creatures look so good for the Wii. They really yeah. push the hardware. Um, and so now the, yeah. hmm? I was gonna say it does the same thing as it did before, where if you accidentally walk past a giant creature that's way ahead of you, they'll just kill you in one hit, and, you, and it'll be in like one <laughs> second. Yeah, or anybody who remembers that, just think. I was just thinking of the big war, the that plane, and and yeah, yeah. The, and you see like a giant creature, and you're just like walking along, and whatever. Yeah, you're not oh, even yeah, near them, and then all turtle. of a sudden, then all of a sudden you're in the battle and you're dead, but then you come right back to life, so it's fine. It's not, not yeah. like you lose. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a small learning moment. It's like, oh, things are dangerous here. I will <laughs> go around next time. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy has to bounce in like ten minutes. Whoa! But how? How I do? Well, I have. Uh, I'm meeting up with. 
somebody to like possibly buy a car. Oh, oh, congratulations! So congratulations. I, have, I have to go do that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, do you? Are you are I'm going to bounce in about ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess the story this week for me is that, and I've been talking about it the past few weeks that Animal Crossing is losing its grip on me, and, and it feels nice. <laughs> I forgot to <laughs> yeah. I forgot to buy turnips and I just feel great. Feels, and actually I've been yeah. checking my prices like whenever I do. Today they were down to twenty five, so Ooh. it was oh, a good yeah, week. My curse of last week, yeah. It's probably a good week not to have them. That that reminds me, Daniel, uh you gotta come over to my island and sell your turnips tonight because I think I'm supposed to have the peak of my spike. Yeah. Oh. I, I was I was thinking about that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I was gonna say I, I I only check my turnip prices for John and Jeremy because I've <laughs> I, I've been turnip free for a few weeks now and it feels nice. <laughs> it's it sounds like you dropped an addiction. It, it, it really uh, feels yeah. that way. Um, just Animal Crossing in general is starting to feel that way. It's just so, so stressful for me. And Animal Crossing isn't supposed right. to be about stress. It's supposed to be about you know just running around and talking to your weird vig- villagers and just making your dream house and all that. And I don't like just like constantly thinking about these like all these fucking turnips that I have like sitting in my back beach or like in my basement or whatever that I want to get rid of. Like it, it does kind of change know. the way you play the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, I was actually yeah. thinking that cause right now, basically I just want to get enough that I can uh, pay off the last home loan and then still have money left over to do stuff. Sure. So right I was there. thinking that after I sell my turnips this week, I might take a break from the stock market. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. I, I've paid off all my loans. So it's, it was kind of easy, but it's also easy to not buy turnips because I sleep in on Sundays. <laughs> so I just slept in too late and I actually woke up at like 12, 15 or something like that this week, you know, just, a, just enough lateness to kind of be annoyed with myself, but also to just be like, well, I guess I don't have to worry about it this week. So I'm still at four stars on my island trying to get up to that five star rating, but I've got, I've got to do a couple more like little areas on the island. I've got space cleared out. I've moved all my villagers to one area and I've got a few spaces cleared out. So I think once I put a few little like outdoor areas together, I'll get up to five stars. Um, I did find another arcade. We've been trying to find all the arcades and pinball machines. So I managed to send Uh, that to John and Trey this week. And it's Trey's, it's the, it's Trey's favorite arcade. Yeah. He always plays. (laughs) I was going to say, I have the Mahjong one and I have the fighting game one. Is there another one besides that? There's There's a a space. Yeah. There's like a space shooter one. Yeah. Is there three or four total? Because I've seen wow. all of them. I think there's like five pinball machines, right? Total. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard there's three arcade machines. I don't know about pinball machines. Oh, maybe that's all of them then. Yeah, I know I there's five pinball machines, but I don't know how many of the arcade machines there are. I know there's a shoot 'em up and a beat and beat 'em up and uh and a Mishahan too. Mahjong them up. Yeah. 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 Which will actually <laughs> we're about to be able to mahjong them up in, in like in a couple days with the Ooh, Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah, Clubhouse. Games. I'm I'm excited. Clubhouse games. Yeah. I'm pumped. Same here. In oh, fact, yeah. yep. In fact, I did uh, preload that, so I, I keep checking it in hopes that it'll it'll work <laughs> magically somehow. But it doesn't work yet. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow oh. night at eleven. But yeah. Even even uh, Sean is excited about it. She's gonna she's gonna play with me. So um, I, I preloaded that. That was my big purchase of the week. I also got Horizon Chase Turbo. Yes. Trey's been talking about this game for it feels like ten years now. It's my favorite um, racer that isn't Mario Kart Eight on the Switch. Yeah, he loves it. He plays it all the time, yeah. and it was on sale for what six bucks? It was cheap. So oh wow, finally, that's that's a steal. I finally yeah. grabbed it. Yeah, I've I've been told full price is worth every penny. So um, I, yeah, I bought it, and I, I'm really uh, liking it. I've probably played about an hour of it, and once again, it just feels so good to play other things like uh, sure. Resident Evil Four. I got back into that. And, oh um, nice. That's a, that's probably, on sale. Uh, that's on sale too for fifteen. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. The way. Yeah. Ooh. 
It's a great yeah. game. I put another hour or two into it. I'm about to fight Salazar. I think that's his name, the Napoleon wannabe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. In the weird castle, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So I'm in the weird castle. I, uh, I'm in that part where, I don't know if you guys remember, you're like in this room full of like cogs and gears and you're going to the top. Uh-huh. And there's like guys throwing dynamite at you and you got to work your way up. And then you get on this elevator and you got to keep killing the guys or the elevator won't keep going up. Uh huh. And I have like no ammo. So that's been fun. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, just, I, I discovered this week that, uh, Shauna, my partner, I've said it many times on the show now, but you know, we play Tetris together. She's not really into video games that much, but she likes to play from time to time. And, okay. uh, I had her play Tetris 99. In fact, well, she went to a friend's house and they were playing it. She's like, I want to play that game. And do you have it? And I'm like, Oh, hell yeah, I do. I play it all the time. <laughs> Turns out she's better than me, which is fine, but like just, <laughs> it's a, just really, really good at this game. Um, well, I found out she's the same way with Puyo. Ooh. I didn't, okay. I didn't know she played Puyo, but I guess there's this game called Quirks on Windows and I've looked it up. Um, it was actually produced by Alexei Pajitnov. So huh. I don't think he, he didn't create Puyo Puyo, obviously, but right. he like, he like produced it for windows somehow. Okay. So she was, she played it at school and it was one of those things like you get done with your tests or whatever. Oh. Whenever you're done, you can get on the computer and play games. So she said she would always play that. And she got really, really excited. It was a, uh, cause we were playing, um, she saw me playing Pinole Pond, which I've been playing a lot of that. I beat hmm. that on super hard this week uh, versus mode. But, uh, she saw me playing that and I'm like, Hey, do you want to try it? And she played a little bit of it and she was starting to sort of starting to get it. But she's like, do you have any other puzzle games? I'm like, well, I got columns. <laughs> and I really, I still literally said it like, who that. wants to play like, columns like, with a grimace. And she's like, well, what's columns? Let me I have try columns it. too. So, yeah. yeah I, I booted up a Sega Cla- classics, the uh, flashback collection or whatever it's called on. The right. Screen. And uh, we played a little bit of columns. Not a great game. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people loved it just because it was their puzzle game. Uh, it's okay, sure. Yeah. But then I was like, oh wait a minute, I got Mean Bean Machine on here. You want to try this out? And she was just like getting really into it. And then on top of that, I remembered that it's also Puyo Puyo was the first round of the SNES online games, the oh, actual Japanese version. Right. Yeah, Puyo Puyo it's- Two, I think, right? Yep. So that's what we've yeah. switched over to playing. So we're, we've been playing that. She kicks my butt at it, but. Maybe it is she, nice to have, you know, it feels like a puzzle game renaissance right now at my house because I've got, uh, that's cool. got columns. No, not really, but Penelope Pond <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Puyo Puyo and Tetris 99 to keep me happy. Nice. And, nice. Uh, and then, yeah, with uh, Clubhouse Games coming out, that's got some, pu- that's got some puzzle stuff on it too. So mm-hmm. and you, it's going to uh, be very, very cerebral around these parts. She she can teach you how to play Puyo Puyo. I was I was never very good at it because it's all about like I don't know what she's doing. It's I about like st- playing. It's about like stacking, isn't it? It's it's you got to kick. You got to think like way ahead of it. It's like chess. You got to think like yeah, four yeah, moves yeah. ahead it's, of what you're doing. It's very kind yeah. of cerebral in that respect. And then also, I'm red green colorblind, so I can't tell the difference between the red and green Puyos and the oh, blue yeah, and purple Puyos. So for me, uh, I, even though I love Puyo Puyo a lot, especially the older games, it's kind of a guessing game for me. Sometimes. Is there like a colorblind mode? Like I know there is in um, uh, Puyo Puyo um, Tetris. No, right? Splatoon has one. Splatoon yeah. has I was going to say, I, I have Puyo Puyo Tetris and the Puyos, like you can choose what your Puyos look like. Um, so helps a little so bit. yeah, there are some that are easier for me than others. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like I, it just came to me like a genius idea. I'm like, Jeremy, you got to get the Puyo Tetris game. 
There was a launch game. Remember that? The, the Puyo, the Puyo Cross. I thought about it or even just re-downloading the demo, but then after realizing I already have two versions of it on my Switch, I was like, eh. Well, I, I will say though. Yeah, but you that, can switch uh, in between. If, if you find yourself a yeah. disposable income, there's a really fun mode where like every X seconds it, you have two boards. You have a Puyo Puyo mm-hmm. board and a Tetris board and it switches. Yeah, that's the best can, one. Like, do, yeah. So I can like start a combo in Tetris and then it switches and the combo finishes and it affects their Puyos. Like it's very cool the way that they kind of put it together. So if you get bored, I'm surprised I uh, haven't bought that yet because that's cool. one of the, maybe one of the first, like what the second switch game I played at yeah. the, uh, we went to a pre-release event in Chicago and ah. I think there's the second one, second set of games that we played yeah, after, there's... uh, Half brain heroes or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's footage of us on YouTube playing that before <laughs> before the switch was out because they would let you film like ten minute videos of what they had there, and we had the okay. people there like film. And that was playing. the first game Trey bought for the Switch was uh, because he wanted to have a physical game. I, I bought it. Well, I, I I imported it because it came out like four months early in Japan than it did here, so uh, it was a launch title. It was a launch title there. And it wasn't here. And I was like, well, I want, I want to play it now and it's out there already. So I ordered it and it, it took forever to get here, but I ordered it physical. Yeah. And, and it was my first physical that I ever got. And, um, it is, unfortunately, there is no English mode on it, weirdly. So it is all still in Japanese, but, but no, mm-hmm. that, that mode that you were talking about, Sean, is, uh, that's, that's the best mode of the game is the one it's where it goes in between. Yeah, that's great. And that's why I thought it'd be really cool for both of you guys to play because you have to, you have to do both. You have to do the Puyo and the Tetris and, ha- and think, have them both in your, think in your mind and they flip, flip flop from one to another. But yeah, anyway, uh, other than playing, yeah, these puzzle games, I've been still trying to play Jet Lancer. I threw on invincibility mode just to try to get through this level and I'm still having trouble with it. So <laughs> the difficulty escalates quick, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Um, nice. went back to Dragon Quest three. Thank goodness. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I stopped, I pretty much just completely stopped playing it when Animal Crossing came out. And I was, I was on a good tear of, you know, I got through Dragon Quest one and two within a couple of weeks. Like I had beaten both of those. So, um, I got to the part in Dragon Quest three where you get to be the king for a little while. That's very interesting. I can't nice. even imagine how weird that must have been back when this game originally came out. <laughs> that, I, I don't think anything like that had been done before. But yeah, you literally like do something. The king sent you on it, send you on an errand to get his crown back. And when you bring it back to him, he's like, oh, cool. Well, do you want to be king now, essentially? And you're like, okay. And then he like goes to the to the uh, Coliseum for some reason and hangs out there. Okay. And you get to be king. And from what I can tell, it, all it does is make the NPCs say different things to you. But maybe there's more to that that I don't know. But cool. that's what I've done in uh, there in uh, Dragon Quest land. Okay. Um, yeah, otherwise... It's been a pretty good week just playing lots of uh, SNES games. I found a, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I found something that I had found in Yoshi's Island back when I originally played it. And I haven't been able to find it again until just the other day. Um, it's the, uh, the level's called Sluggy the Unshaven. He's a boss. It's a boss level. Mm-hmm. From uh, Yoshi. The very, yeah. yeah, yeah. At the very beginning of the level, there's a door you can walk into, and it's kind of off to the left, so I think some people probably just keep going to the right and miss it but you go inside of it and it's a single chain chomp and that's it and i just remember as a kid like going to that room a few times and being like well this is stupid and just kind of like not paying attention to it and then one day i went back to it and i was like well what if i use one of my uh items on him to turn him into a cloud like you can have the items in your inventory 
where you mm-hmm. can turn all the enemies on the screen into clouds. So I did that, and I just remember as a kid, like having my mind blown because a door, another door appears. And you go inside the door, and there's just one of those little info blocks by itself, and you hit it, and it gives you a code to play the multiplayer content that's in Yoshi's Island. Uh, the ah. two-player code, right? Ah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's like, I think it's X select, A select, Y, A, X select while you hold L and R on the title screen. I can't exactly remember what the code is, but just discovering that as a kid without like anyone telling me about it, without reading it anywhere. I mean, that was like a seminal moment for me as a kid, just being like, I felt like the smartest dude in the world that I discovered is cheap. <laughs> so since then, every time I play Yoshi's Island, I'm like, where was that? I cannot, for the life of me, <laughs> find that spot. And I even remember going online and trying to like find a video of it. Yeah, we I'm talk- sure it's out there somewhere, but I haven't been able to find it. But go to Sluggy the Unshaven's Fort. And actually, if you go to my Twitter account, I've got a video up of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I found it again, and it felt so good. And I'm I'm on the last set of levels on Yoshi's Island, so I'm hoping to beat that game this week. And also playing through Mario World again, and I'm just having a good time with uh with this SNES, especially with my SNES controller that I have. Cool. Doing some. Um, other, otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much it. Finally, getting time to play other games now that I'm not playing uh yeah. Animal Crossing. <laughs> but I'd say my definite pick of the week would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Not Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Horizon Chase Turbo. Yeah. Confused. They're basically the same game. You have that game too. <laughs> I do have that game too. Uh, I did want to mention uh, just briefly, just something I was kind of like happy about that happened this week. Um, I bring up the game Urban Yeti on this podcast a lot. In fact, I think I might have talked about it at that live event we all did together. Uh, you did. But uh, I remember that. Urban I talk Yeti. about it. I talk about it a lot. Um, because I legitimately pre-ordered it in 2002 when it came out, and it's like one of the few times I've ever actually preloaded or pre-ordered a game and was just totally disappointed. Um, <laughs> and I said on, so I I put something about it on Twitter. Our friend of the show, um, Janet Garcia, retweeted it or whatever, and so like I got a little bit of traction and some people were responding to me. And one person's like, "Well, you can always blame GameStop for uh, tricking you into buying it." You know, and I was like, well, actually, it wasn't GameStop's fault, but I, I did read a lot of uh, preview coverage by Greg Harris, and I kind of tagged him. And he he got back with me about it. And he was like, <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, I really like this commercial for it. You know, it was, it was a very brief response, but also <laughs> that, that's pretty cool that the guy that kind of trying to defend him by that game. Rather than say he was sorry, right? <laughs> said, well, this commercial was really cool. Well, you know, I, re- I watched the commercial and it actually is the version cool. that I played was good. <laughs> One that they put so, yeah, out that was, was different. that was surreal. Yeah. Just being like, wait, oh, this is so weird. Who would have known in two thousand two that eventually that I would be this guy would be commenting on something that I had to say about the game? But I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here, guys. Sorry I couldn't hang out a little later, um, but it was good to talk to you. Bye. Bye.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Okay, we're all still here. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's continue on with what with what you've been what you've been playing, Daniel. Uh, what else have you been playing other than Xenoblade? Uh, let's see. Uh, did Final Fantasy Nine, Xenoblade, uh, Animal Crossing, which we kind of already glazed over with with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only thing I really have to add is that I currently have eighty seven KK Slider songs. Uh, <laughs> I think there's and, isn't there like ninety one is what I heard. No, uh, I think 90, well, 96 might be the number. Maybe that's the number. Well, yeah. Sure. Hold on. Wait, guys. This You should be asking me. I'm the one who recorded every KK Slider song and put it on YouTube. I that's think, true. I think, I think there's like 97 total, actually. 97? Okay. okay. Something like that, because the list that I have, I, th- I think the list I have is like 95, but there's also the three screw-up songs. That, right. that you get if you say the if you say one that doesn't fit into any of the other ones, which I don't think you can get vinyls of. You cannot. If you're you trying cannot to get vinyls of the screw up songs. So uh, 100 okay. songs total. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? I, 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 I think what he's. I think there's 97 or 98. Yeah. I think what he's saying is that there's like 94 songs, and then okay. after the screw up songs, it's 97, right? That's what yeah, I was okay. thinking. It's either 97 or 98, because I think it was like 95 without maybe. I don't know. I have a whole list. Okay. I printed off a whole list of all the new, just so I could, because I started doing that every Saturday. I would record a live performance of every KK slider song and huh. it started getting traction on our YouTube channel, a youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast. And people have been, and I get comments on it every day for, for different ones. Oh, so, okay. So, cool. uh, so I just did all of them. I did all the songs except for, for happy birthday, which with the KK birthday, which you have to wait till your, it's your birthday. And yeah. then I had, and then I changed the time. So my birthday was sooner. It was a whole thing. And <laughs> I did, I found out I didn't even have to do that, but, yeah, that, that was the one I finally got. But I have all of them, videos of all of them live 
if anybody oh. wants to see him of my oh, right. guy walking around talking to KK. Yeah. And him well, suffice to say, I have less than 10 KK Slider songs left to get until mm-hmm. I've gotten all of them. And yeah. then I will consider myself as having beaten Animal Crossing, and I'll probably play it less from that point. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird how people what people decide is the end of Animal Crossing because I think, <laughs> I mean, I think an, I, Animal Crossing never ends ever. It can you can play it forever and then never. Right. Like my yeah. wife, like my wife, that's like her favorite game ever is Animal Crossing. Like I got her, I you know she was she played Dragon Quest Eleven for a while and really enjoyed it. Oh, and, cool. and and I bought and I bought her a Switch for for a wedding present. I bought I bought a new Switch, you know, back when they were more available. Actually, I just I just bought her a screen for 150, and then I stuck my Joy Cons in there, and then we had a new Switch because I already had because <laughs> I already had an extra dock and all that, so it was like okay. easier to do it that way. But she played Dragon Quest Eleven like pretty much all the way to the uh, all the way to the dungeon of the first half, like for the first credits. But once uh final, but once um Animal Crossing came out, like that was the end. It was all. And I, and I knew that I knew that we had to have two switches when that came out. So it was oh, I, I was kind yeah. of trying I was planning that in my mind that we would have two separate switches because I knew that there was no way we could share an Animal Crossing Island. And it's yeah. and she plays it my, every day, but she but she's I mean she's making like this incredibly beautiful looking island and like <laughs> doing all this stuff with moving her villagers' houses around to all these different places and. Yeah, she's she's hardcore into it. Like she has waterfalls everywhere and yeah, my my fiance is also really into Animal Crossing yeah. right now. She uh her her island looks so much better than mine and uh my island also looks better than his. I just like to throw that out. <laughs> hey, we both have a B rating on our houses right now. Because the Happy Home Academy <laughs> sucks. Okay. Oh man, I, I've been getting S's since the beginning. I don't know, I don't know what's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you guys. My house is so good, and they just keep <laughs> writing me letters where they're like, hey, you should try getting furniture and matching sets and doing feng shui, and I just want to die. I'm not doing any of that, though. <laughs> my, my favorite room in my house is uh, a backyard lawn floor, and then uh, and then a race car bed, and then all of my turnips. And a birthday cake, right? And a birthday cake yeah. in the middle. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. That's I've one seen of the rooms in my house. Also, and... He also his upstairs room is like there's a single arcade console <laughs> right wow. in the middle, and there's nothing else in there. And oh, John yeah. and I have the same rating. Rating. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. It, there was a there was a video game hangout thing, a virtual one. We uh, Kevin, a friend of the show, Kevin Fair. Uh, he's he. We finally did like a Nintendo Switch hangout, like virtually through Zoom and all that last week and it was animal crossing based and a friend of friend of kevin's like she was going to open up her island to everybody and we're all going to hang out there and we did that but yeah like her like in her house like the rooms just had like nothing there was like a chair and and that's it (laughs) it was like there was like the main room that you come in i think it was just a chair and like a maybe maybe one thing like in the corner but that was there's like nothing there and i'm like what have you been doing like i don't <laughs> i don't know like I, I have a whole wrestling ring in my, on my second floor but that's oh, uh, that's cool I, nice. I made i made a whole wrestling like room just because i guess i kind of i missed like regular wrestling you know re- regular pro wrestling because it's weird now without the you know it's just it's, it's not the same without the audience yeah, at least your room has the animated audience and the wallpaper like punch out. Yeah, I have the animated. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got the yeah. animated audience uh, wallpaper, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I have this, that like, too. That's that's in my uh, that's in my first room, which has nothing to do with wrestling, but I I have that as the wallpaper anyway. Well, you you have the little three I, luchador figurines. In that's there. right. They they oh, greet sure, you yeah. when you come in. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got a, I got a couple scary. of those guys. <laughs> I was so mad that you can't put them in the ring, but that's that's a whole nother. Yeah, right. Yes, me too. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Yeah, game. yeah. That's like I kept, nonsense. They kept selling wrestling ring parts in my store, and so I would send them to Daniel, thinking like, "Oh, he can do a little wrestling match with his figurines." And yeah. yeah. Put them on there. You yeah, just I want the, the characters to actually be able to wrestle. Like you, you put together a ring. Why can't you jump in and wrestle? Do you, uh, I, I was thinking that, like, I want to go toe to toe with Tom Nook, or you know what? I want Tom <laughs> Nook and, and Red, the art thief pirate, to to wrestle. Each other. I, I want to go toe to toe. Try and screw me over again, Red. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I'll say I want to go toe to toe with Red too. I'd be like, Red, why can't I buy two things at once? You had two good. F- no, he came to my town and he had two real fucking paintings, and I could only buy one, Ooh. and I'll probably never see that again. Mm. Like I was like, ah, oh, I want to fight you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's you could just be able to steal all this stuff and then you'll just turn them in. But yeah, yeah. Amy Lee and I both play uh, Animal Crossing at least a little bit every day still, and she yeah she likes it a lot. Actually, going back a few months, like back around when Animal Crossing first came out, um, I uh, I proposed to Amy in late March, uh, right right in the midst of all the coronavirus stuff. Uh, I proposed to her at home. Um, it was. I still managed to make kind of a romantic day out of it. Mm-hmm. it was, uh, Congrats. Said, yeah, thanks. She said, yeah, and stuff. You know, I'm going to marry her later. <laughs> I hope, hope so. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get down on your knee, will you marry me? Uh-huh. Yeah, and stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, it was it was really nice, but I had, uh, before that, I kind of had, like, this big, like, proposal planned. Like, I, uh, like, the first part of the day, I was going to take her to, uh, to the aquarium, and mm-hmm. then, uh, and then behind the scenes, I was going to intercept all of our friends flying in from out of town at the airport. Oh wow, yeah. you, you were doing a big like TV yeah, I was, reveal. I was doing a big whatever. old thing, yeah. but yeah. but then uh, but then the stay at home order happened, and mm. then everyone had to cancel their flights, and then oh, uh, and then the aquarium closed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the proposal was still really really nice, but one thing we did after I proposed and after I kind of spilled the beans on what the original plan was we went into animal crossing together and we went on an aquarium date in the animal crossing. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah. That's, that's we fun. just like, yeah. yeah, we, we walked into my aquarium and we looked at all of our fish that we caught and, uh, good stuff. It was saying you guys already like live together, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you don't she, have uh, to deal with, cause that's, I mean, I know like Jeremy and his, and his girlfriend, like they, they, they're, they're in the process of, of trying to move in together, but it's like, you know, it's more difficult when you're not like, yeah, and I, and yeah. I, I would say congratulations and sorry that for because I know it's going to be re- it's been really hard for a lot of people to get married like right now and all of this stuff and oh yeah we're, yeah. we're wedding wedding plans are way off we're going to do yeah. that like whatever you know, the we, world we, is hopefully better <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've basically just said yeah twenty twenty one at the earliest just, yeah. um just just letting you know that we're engaged now sure. and that's pretty cool that's that's what we did too when I got engaged was I was like let's get engaged but let's like have a whole year of like not stressing. And then we'll plan it for the next year. So that was my plan. Oh, was nice. like, we got engaged in January, and then we got married like in October of the next year. So we had like okay. a whole, we had a whole year to just hang out and be engaged and not have oh, to worry nice. about it because I didn't that, want it. That, that might be our situation, yeah. <laughs> but but a bit less under our control. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, but also I'm really happy that we were able to do it before all of this shit and. Because we were able to, you know, we we had our honeymoon in, in Japan and all that, and I'm like, ooh, nice. I don't know when, I don't know when we'll be able to leave the country again, you know, as of right now. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah, you know, and I've seen people like having, you know, having to have smaller weddings or have their weddings at home or whatever. So it's, 
you know. But congratulations, regardless. Oh, yeah. And, uh, they, thank you. I'm yeah. glad you guys could have an Animal Crossing date. Animal Crossing can fix everything. That's why they sold right? so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they sold so much of it. It was yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. It was so nice to have that, you know. Um, yeah, and Animal Crossing's pretty cool. Been, been still enjoying that a lot. Um, can't wait to get my last seven KK Slider songs and beat the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah it's i guess i was like i'm like well once i pay off my house i beat the game but then it's also like well but i want to collect all these other things and now i've been mm-hmm. recording tv shows also ah. and, and and putting those on youtube so it's like i don't know it's it's its own thing you can that's what i love about animal crossing is there's no wrong way to play it you can just play it however oh yeah yeah you do yeah. it i love so, that too. so i take back all the things i said about your house design and all that you weren't doing it wrong <laughs> it's fine that's your way to play <laughs> But yeah, it's just, yeah. You, you think you're done with it, but you'll find another reason to come back and do a thing. That's what you say now, but you'll be like, well, what about that tree that I planted? I need to plant another one. Like the money trees is what keeps, keeps me coming back. Cause you have uh-huh. to plant them every day. Otherwise they won't be there every day and blah, blah, blah. And, uh huh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to have like those little incentives to check in every day. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna lose my nook mile streak if I don't log in today. Right. Oh, that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I've, I've lost that for a while. I haven't been able to get it back. To oh no, <laughs> the seven day thing. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be back on my seven day streak. I I lost it like last week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the most important thing is that Trey is right, and there's no wrong way to design your house. <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> I refuse to accept. Except that. for what? There is a wrong way to design your house, and you did it. <laughs> I say, except for except for the Happy Home Academy and what they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, Happy Home Academy is law. I would my, just like to say went... that I have triple the points. There's just a huge amount of rating that is B rating. I mean, we're both B rating. That's what I'm going to focus on. I have seventy five thousand points. You have twenty five thousand points, Daniel. That's what I'm going to focus on. <laughs> well, good, good to hear, my my B rating buddy. Oh. I'm going to head over <laughs> to my room that has a you. fridge. I hate <laughs> you so else. much. Uh, anyway, sorry, Trey. We uh, <laughs> I played another thing. Uh, no, I. I haven't played Animal much Crossing, else. Uh, uh, very recently. Rivalry here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played much else. I did buy Fly Punch Boom, which is uh, this new indie fighting game, which is uh, it's kind of a riff on the way fights happen in Dragon Ball Z. Like a lot of uh, like you and your opponent both co- like kind of fly around on this two D screen, and when you collide, there's a lot of like mashing the button to like hit each other really fast, and you can like if you win that exchange, you can like knock your opponent, like through several buildings or you can like, uh, or you can like punch the earth so hard that like cracks in half. Just a lot of, uh, hmm. uh, like, yeah, just a lot of like anime style fighting that, uh, that kind of parodies, but also like tribute is also kind of a tribute to, uh, to those really, uh, those really over the top, like Dragon Ball Z fights. Oh, cool. Know? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's on Switch. It it just came out on the twenty eighth. I'm looking at it. It's on sale right now for uh yeah for thirteen twelve seventy four. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it's it's got a launch sale right now, and uh, and I haven't I haven't played it yet, but I did buy it because I thought the concept was really cool, and uh, it's got this cartoony art style that that uh that might that your mileage may vary on it. Um, if you I, grew uh, up playing flash games on Newgrounds, it looks yeah, it looks very much like a flash game. It, I looking guess. at it right now, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of buying it in in spite of the aesthetic. I, mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling the aesthetic itself, but like, but the the gameplay clips I've seen seem really like chaotic and fun. And also, uh, I just like buying versus multiplayer games for the Switch because uh, every year I go to Combo Breaker and they have a mystery games tournament where oh, nice. where every round you play, like every match in that tournament you play, is a different game. Uh, so I, I like just playing a bunch of weird games in case they show up at mystery and then I'll know what I'm playing. Mm. Uh, combo breaker got canceled this year. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm not really doing that, but it's, it's just a habit of mine at this point. I just like, I just like buying, I just like collecting these versus multiplayer games and, and mm-hmm. eventually playing them. No, it looks, it looks cool actually. I'm uh yeah, it's, and it's on sale and is, does it have multiplayer or online multiplayer? I think uh, it definitely has local multiplayer. I want to say that it has online multiplayer, but uh, no, it's, it says that. right. It says right here. Uh, it's I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Nintendo uh, site for it, but it says local, oh, nice. local and online multiplayer up to four players local and nice. two. It says four players local and two online. So okay, there okay. you go. Nice. Yeah. Unlock cool. uh, arcade mode, unlockable secrets, destructible stages, anime super fights. Anime super fights. Stage fatalities also nice. Yeah. That that's that's one of the stage fatalities. You like you like knock your opponent like through the planet Earth and it cracks the planet in half. <laughs> nice. And then like as the planet cracks in half, it closes back on your opponent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot a lot of wacky stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah, you can knock your opponent into a UFO and then the UFO like destroys your opponent with a laser beam. Yeah, just yeah. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, is that is that what you've been playing then for the week? That, yeah, I, that's what I've been playing. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sean, uh, what would you, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've I've been playing many things during the quarantine, but the games that have occupied the most of my time, uh, the first one would be Luigi's Mansion Three, which I've wanted to pick up since it came out, but I've just never. It's been one of those games that exists in that kind of middle ground between like wanting to get it but not wanting to spend the money on a full mm-hmm. game. And so Daniel got it for me for his birth for for my birthday, not his birthday. <laughs> That'd be nice if you got me presents yeah. during your birthday. Sure. But, uh, That's a great gift. Uh, that was yeah. Luigi's Mansion Three was number two on my uh, favorite games of last year. So oh nice, nice. Yeah, top nice, tier nice. gift. And God, what a game! It's I awesome. love this game. I love it. I'm yeah, it's so good. It, yeah, and the puzzles are so ingenious. Like every time I go to a new floor of the haunted hotel that Luigi's at, I just am blown away by how much thought went into the level design. Like right now I'm on kind of a floor that's basically like I was reading uh, the designers basically wanted to make it so that like there are floors that could definitely be in a hotel and floors that would never be in a hotel. Oh yeah. No, I love that. Like, Um, which which level did you say you're at right now? I'm I'm at the movie studio. Okay, and okay, yeah. You you've got there, some really cool there ones is this coming up. Cool yeah, puzzle where like there's four different studio sets and you have to move between them to solve the puzzle. And you can like look into the camera, and as you're looking into the camera, the movie set kind of has special effects and all this other yeah. kind of stuff going on. So you have to uh, spawn Guigi, who is like your goo helper, and have him stand in front of the camera, and then Luigi's behind the camera, and then you're able to interact with the kind of different area. And you're like taking items and moving them from one set to the other. It's just, it took me 
forever to figure out how everything works, but it's so satisfying when you finally do it. And just every floor is like that. There's so much good mm-hmm. stuff in that game. Yeah. If I don't know if, if you imagine, I want you to imagine the way it, it looks, John, it's basically like, so, so one of them is like a, it's like a well, and then there's like a green screen behind it. And that's like all right. it is. And then you look into the okay. camera and then it's like the well, but there's like, you know, but there's like a big moon in the background and there's and like, like a, a scary tree. And, yeah, yeah. And there's like a haunted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. haunted mansion and like the, it's the fog and all that. And, and by basically, yeah, by looking in the camera, it shows you like what all the extra special effects would be added to it. And it brings you into the movie and then they do like the ring girl comes out of the well or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, yeah, it's it's great. Like, it's really there's cool. another one. Probably yeah. my favorite of the four sets was it's just kind of like a city block, and then when you look into the camera, you actually see that the entire block is on fire. Yeah, and like ghost firemen come out. Like it's just it's a very <laughs> cool, very cool puzzle. Yeah, I've been so impressed by that game. Yeah, you have a lot. I mean, there are some really cool ones. I don't, I don't want to spoil them, but. There are some really badass ones that come out after that. Like there was cool. one that's like, especially on the whole, they totally throw that out the window about like whether this could actually be in a building or not. Because <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. there's some of them that are just like, oh, okay. And now I'm outside and now I'm in this mm-hmm. like giant fucking whatever, you know, and I'm like, all right, this, there's no way that this could be here. And it's, it's great. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like time Lord, uh, technology. Like that's right. <laughs> where, yeah, there's one, there's, there's one area where it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm in this giant fucking, I'm like outside in this giant area that obviously that's could not cool. be a room. And then you would never know. Yeah. It's like, there's really cool stuff like that in there. So. Really? My, my favorite area that I've been to so far, I think it's called castle McFrights and it's kind of like a takeoff of like, <laughs> yeah, that was fun too. Yeah, medieval yeah. times. And you know, those kinds of like, pseudo theme park areas that are based off of pirates or or you know knights uh, or whatever we we had um, one uh in florida where we used to live called pirates cove right yeah that yeah, kind yeah of the mini golf place i love that yeah, place. The mini-golf yeah. Place. yeah i've been so, there i've been there too so there's uh, just we, like we would go there in missouri jess and i would my mom has a lake house there and we would go to oh yeah, yeah we had to michigan cove. There's just a big area like that, and you have to kind of defeat this very Scottish ghost by like jousting against yeah. him, or and uh, <laughs> there's like you know swinging death traps and stuff, and it's just it's very very cool. But yeah, I uh, I went into Luigi's Mansion Three knowing I would like it because I liked one, and I also liked two, which was kind of divisive. I liked two uh, when it came out, but hmm. uh, I mean, three has blown me away. It's easily yeah. the best game in the trilogy so oh, yeah. far, and I, I just down. love this franchise. It's so cool. Yeah, I really hope, I hope they don't like turn away from it for too long. Cause I feel like it was a mm-hmm. lot of time in between, definitely a lot of time between one and two. Yeah. I felt like it was a decent amount of time between three, but I hope they keep going with it. Cause it was, yeah, three was just really, really good from beginning to end for me. Like I thought I was yeah. like blown away by every level and it was just like, wow, this is really neat. And I didn't, I didn't play through it until like recently, you know, because it, cause there was that time in the switch last year where it was like, like every week was a big, huge game. So it was really hard for me to <laughs> oh, keep yeah. up with everything. Mm-hmm. And even like, well, that one came out while we were in Japan. Like it actually got released while we were in Japan for our honeymoon. Oh. So it was like, didn't really have a whole lot of time to play it while I was there. So I didn't really. Right. <laughs> I got to play a little bit of it and I got, and I played it up to where you're at with the, in the movie part. And I kind of like mm-hmm. took a break for a minute. Cause I did get a little stumped on the, uh, on the stuff with the camera and all that. But yeah, yeah. But when the quarantine hit and I was like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to play all these games that I love. So that was when I like, actually I was doing Dragon Quest before that. But when the quarantine hit, I was like, okay, I'm going to play through Luigi's Mansion 3. And I just like played it every day until cool. I was done with it. And then, you know, so 
yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot, lots of really cool stuff in it. And yeah, yeah I'm glad great. you're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, I just, yeah, I like, I've only really kind of experienced Luigi's Mansion three secondhand through Sean, but I think it's kind of a great indicator that next level games has come really far as a developer. You know, they, yeah. uh, they did Luigi's Mansion too. And they've also done these other projects for Nintendo like Super Mario Strikers, right? That's that's them yep. too. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. Did you? And hmm? I was gonna say, I'm sure Sean showed you the part in the uh, in the level that he's at, where there's a part where you go down a hallway and there's all these big oh, pictures of movies. I should show you that. And one of yeah. them, well, one of them is super, one of them is the Punch Out game, and the other one is Mario Strikers. Oh, yeah. nice. Which which people thought that maybe they're like, oh, well, maybe that means there's gonna be another Strikers game. I think it's just them, like. Showing, showing their own work in there, but it's cool because yeah. it's like a movie yeah. poster of Mario uh, and the soccer ball and all that. And yeah, it's really, I, it's really neat. I really hope that there's a new Super Mario Strikers, though. That'd cause, be great. Because, like, I really, time. I you know. really loved those games back when they came out. And Next Level Games is such a better developer now. You know, mm-hmm. like they've they've really leveled up. Uh, As it really, were. yeah, really, <laughs> they've really gone to the next level and. uh and they've really polished a lot of their games since then. So it'd be cool to see if they got to revisit that, if Nintendo would let them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be um, great. So I have also, I've been playing a lot while well, I beat uh, final fantasy seven remake. Uh, and I, I went into this game thinking that I would love it from top to bottom because the the critical yeah. consensus has <laughs> kind of been like the ending's real weird, but most of this game is awesome. And I could not get into it for probably the first 15 or 20 hours that I played it. And it's like a 40 hour game. I just had a really hard time kind of getting used to the combat, which kind of becomes very cool, but I didn't really like it that much until after I'd kind of leveled up my characters and unlocked more abilities and gotten lots of materia. Um, Funnily enough, like I think a lot of people, and I'm I'm not going to go into details, but a lot of people really enjoy most of the game, and the ending turns them off. I had the exact opposite experience. Yeah, I had a really hard time getting into it in the beginning, and then I loved the ending, and I'm really excited to see what they do for the next game based on how it ends. But, yeah, uh, it, well, that's the, the ending is where basically they're kind of making it all different, right? Or they're changing it, or um, turning it into yeah. Kingdom Hearts Five from some people. <laughs> saying or whatever uh, number I, they're I, on. I, I will say that it's you know it's very tetsuya nomura that being the the kingdom hearts guy right like uh but they yeah they they've done some really interesting things that i think i think essentially they've they've made it so that as you go into you know final fantasy 7 remake part two there will be things for you to discover and things that you maybe were not expecting to happen Instead of just like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be the part where this happens or that happens because I've played the original game hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Final Fantasy VII purist. Like, I, I didn't have a PlayStation growing up, so I kind of went back and played the older Final Fantasy VII games like when I was in college or high school. Uh, so I think that there was definitely a sense in which that helped me appreciate this game a little bit more. Like, I didn't have the nostalgia uh, element uh to kind of bother me as as I experienced some of the things they did in the story, but uh, Final Fantasy VII remake for me it was it was kind of a slow burn, but I I wound up enjoying myself in the end overall. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I basically I'm kind of I've I've read different reviews of it or, or heard people talk about it, and this is kind of what I gather from most people is is that they hated most of it, but in the end they thought it was good. Is that's what I is what I've gathered oh, okay. from some people. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Like basically dep- Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. My that- feelings about it were mixed for probably the first two thirds of the game, and then when you get to and this this happens in Final Fantasy VII, the original as well, when you get to the part where you're kind of storming Shinra headquarters, yeah. from there to the end, I was like, This is fucking awesome. Like sure. I was totally into it for the whole rest of the game. Uh but uh yeah, you know, I I would say that I think that like it's it's definitely worth getting, and I would say that it's even worth getting, you know, at the kind of triple A game price point where they're selling it. But I'll be interested to see how a lot of other people that I know, you know, kind of react to the game as they're playing it. Sure. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I'll be playing Sean's copy. Uh, me and Amy Lee will both be playing Sean's copy once we beat an FF nine. That'll be our next Final Fantasy. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what i think and what she thinks about it because i've i've seen some very different thoughts <laughs> on the game at this point yeah a lot of yeah. a lot of our mutual friends uh just love it and say like it's the best final fantasy to come out yet mm-hmm. uh but yeah, did they so. say the same thing about seven before that <laughs> so, so, funnily so, enough i think that's a big uh, part of it one, yeah. one of my very best friends uh is a huge Final Fantasy fan who has always kind of resented Seven's popularity. I yeah. kind of resent um, it also, and I've played yeah. through all of it. Uh, <laughs> like he, he kind of oscillates between six and eight being his favorite Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. eight! Um, and he has really enjoyed his time with Final Fantasy Seven Remake, probably a good deal more than I have. Although I know he hasn't beaten it quite yet. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just just because they're taking such a small part of the original game and blowing it up into like a 30 hour game. Yeah. I'm kind of of the position where I'll wait till they've done however many sequels they're going to do of it <laughs> right. and, and wait yeah, till it's fair. maybe sold as a $20 game of the year version. And I'll get mm-hmm. that one if I'm planning on playing it at all. That's, that's basically that's, how I feel yeah, about that's it. Totally fair. Cause I don't really, yeah. I don't really have nostalgia for final fantasy seven. I played through it, and by the time I played through it, it was way, way past the hype and all that. And I was actually right. kind of—I was kind of disappointed in the end of it, and when I, was, I did play through it. But that's that's kind of yeah. my Ocarina of Time experience. Oh like, no, I, I didn't play that game <laughs> until like 2007 for the first time. Oh, okay, so my 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 attachment to it is way lower than the average Zelda yeah. fans. I'm 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 de- I'm one of those guys who's correct in saying that a uh, Final Fantasy VI is the better game than a uh, Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> but that, that's kind of where I'm at. But I've played so many Dragon Quests now that I don't really care about Final Fantasy anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the fi- I'm in the Dragon Quest world. I think Dragon Quest is a better series. I think all of their games. I I think that all their games are way better than all of. I know Final Fantasy. It's like well, maybe I like like these two games really like a lot, or maybe I like these three games really a lot, but. Dragon Quest, I'm like, I like all of them. They're all good. That's why I I'm like, that's why I think the series is much really, better really than, than Final Fantasy. That's how I feel. I know those are fighting words for some people, but. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I think I, it's, like, I think it's better. I, I yeah. consider myself to be a big Final Fantasy fan. Like, for instance, I play Final Fantasy 14, the MMO, a lot. Uh, but on the whole, you know, I would say that the Final Fantasy games that I've really enjoyed are like the remake of one for the Game Boy. 6, 10, 12, and 14. Uh, you know, those are the games that really stuck with me. So it's a it's a big franchise, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's fine to 
have have mixed opinions on the majority of Final Fantasy games. Um, sure. I mean, well, they're kind of all over the place. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I think there's also definitely some Dragon Quest that are more high quality than others. Uh, like, I've I've really enjoyed 11, actually. 11's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and 5 and 7 are pretty close to my heart, too. Mm-hmm. Like, five, 5 especially. That was my first Dragon Quest. Oh, and, yeah. That's uh, a good one to start with. Yeah, right? Uh, and just... Uh, Really, really cool, like really cool narrative. Uh, really heartwarming game. I I dug it a lot. Uh, I th- yeah, I do think that's a pretty cool introduction to the series. But man, uh, eleven eleven's kind of blown me away in a lot of ways. Like it doesn't do it doesn't do a whole lot that's new or unique, but it just it's execution of of JRPG like tropes and uh, and mechanics. Like it's just a super polished, like well made experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Dragon Quest is kind of like, I mean, they're very much like the Super Mario Brothers of games. It's like, you, <laughs> I mean, you could say like, well, this, this isn't really that new and unique, but they, but they were the ones who created it. So it's fine yeah. <laughs> for them to be doing the same thing that they did before because it was incredibly new and unique back in like 1985 or whenever mm-hmm. they, their first game was, you know. So oh, yeah, sure. Like, so it was like, actually, I think it was probably before that, but yeah. So it's, so they've been doing it for a long time and I feel like they've just been really perfecting it. I, I don't yeah. want to get on too much of a tangent because we've been going long here, but you've. Oh, sure, sure. Have you watched the Netflix movie, the Dragon Quest V movie? I, I know the twist. I know the twist and that's part of why I haven't watched it. Oh, well, but, that's, uh, you shouldn't have, they spoiled it for you. You should have just watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you, uh, or however you found it. I don't know. Yeah, um I yeah, I forget how I found out, but yeah, I uh I do know the the twist already, but it it seems neat. Like that that movie seems seems neat and I'm I'm glad that Dragon Quest 5 is getting like I thought it was a great. Movie yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. I really liked it, so I think you should watch it anyway. It's I was going to okay. say it's kind of like the Final Fantasy 7 of uh <laughs> of video game movies, right? They kind of do the same <laughs> thing and then have a weird ending at the end. It's like it's <laughs> kind you know, of, actually kind of from what I remember <laughs> about the Final Fantasy 7 movie or the uh sorry, Dragon Quest 5 movie, yeah, there actually are some parallels there. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. where they focus on one part as far as the other i don't know i think it was i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really good video game movie so and cool. it was definitely a lot better than sonic the hedgehog so there you go <laughs> <laughs> man so many people we know have just like really loved the sonic movie yeah we did a whole we did a whole episode about it like all of us saw it and unfortunately i saw it in 4d so i think i hated it the most than everyone because i <laughs> Because I got blown. You got to hate it in the most dimensions. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, I got, I got cold air blown at me like pretty much through 90% of the movie. So I I really hated it. (laughs) That sounds incredible. Like in a bad way. Right. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never gone to one before. And I was like, uh, you know, because it would, 40X would probably, would probably make, make uh, Jess hurl all over the place if we went to something like that. So I was, Mm -hmm. and she was at work and she didn't care about Sonic. You know, she didn't want to see the movie. So, so I was like, I'll, I'll go while she's at work. And I went by myself and I'm like, you know, let's go to this 40X thing that I've heard about. And it was like, it was awful. I'm like, I'm never doing that ever again. Like that was <laughs> terrible. I mean, and aside the movie, I thought the movie sucked, but it also didn't help that it was sure. at the 40x as well. And it was just, I, yeah. I had I had fun watching the movie. I wouldn't call it a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, should should we should we wait to talk about the the fact that the sequel got greenlit? Uh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, because we've spent a lot of time in the opening of the episode. Yeah, I was hoping to trim like. 
really trim the new stuff and just get into the prediction stuff that we we're going to do once okay. we get done with this. Uh, but, but yeah, there is, there is a sequel coming, which I figured was happening anyway because of the yeah. cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, I think the most disappointing thing to me is that the screenwriters are coming back mm-hmm. from the first one because I thought there were things that were fun about the first movie. There are things that I liked about Sonic the Hedgehog one, but boy, that script, that script was rough. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I, like anytime I laughed at a joke in that movie, I was laughing at the delivery of the joke yeah. or like the cinematography of the joke. The joke itself was just bad yeah. like across the Flat, board pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Except for maybe the Olive Garden jokes, which were, were just like so obscure that they were kind, yeah. of, kind of funny because <laughs> why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I, I feel like that movie was never funny on purpose, yeah. you know, like, like it, uh, yeah. Like it never was funny in, in a way that was like intentional. Or, or when it was intentionally funny, it was because like Jim Carrey was really hamming up a scene or, right. or, uh, or Ben Schwartz like delivered a sonic line really perfectly and not, and not because anything that they were reading off of the script was any good. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how's, uh, Trials of Mana? uh that is my third quarantine game and yeah i i really liked my time with trials of mana i would say that there's nothing particularly remarkable about it but it is just a very well kind of solidly made you know action rpg lovers action rpg uh particularly if if you like i you know have played a lot of the original through uh legally dubious means and fan translations you know um it was very cool to kind of go back into the trials of mono world and have it fully realized in 3d with extremely mediocre voice acting um and to just kind of have the opportunity to run around and kind of beat up on classic monsters with a really modern and well-realized combat system it's great for mana fans I think it's even good for non-mana fans. A uh, ton of content, really satisfying combat, and yeah, I, I loved it. It was, yeah, it was on my list for a while, and then Corona happened, and I was mm-hmm. spending less on games, so I kind of pushed it and pushed it to the side. Cause That's I, fair. I have the collection of mana, and I was playing, playing the original Super Famicom one on there, and mm. I was like, well, I'll just play that one for a while. <laughs> and then other stuff came out and you yeah. know i got got distracted but it's still kind of on my list for the future whenever it's on sale or something and i, I, I did enjoy the demo that was on there and i was so- gonna say if it goes on sale definitely worth snapping up you know yeah sale price would be great for that game and i was gonna say earlier on the on the subject of fly punch boom there is actually a demo available available for that game too yes yes for, there for is any, for nice. anybody who's uh interested in it and wants to just try it out. There's a, is a demo on that. So yeah. I'll definitely check uh, out that demo. But yeah, all of the Resident Evils up, like the ones aside from Revelation, which is weird. I don't know why that's not on sale, but, but huh. Resident Evil one, zero, four, five, and six are nice. all like $15 now. Actually, Resident Evil mm-hmm. one and zero are like 13. So, okay. So wow. there's, so there's a cool sale going on right now for the Switch for anybody who wants to get into some Resident Evil stuff. It's I'll getting, have to snap up four because I have one and zero, but I don't have four and I don't care about five and six. So my collection sure. will be complete once oh, I've sure. done that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, four, four for fourteen ninety nine, I think is a pretty, pretty damn good deal because you'll get, you get a lot of playtime out of that, you know, and it's, yeah. that's a lot of people's favorites. And that's, that's half. It's, it was, it dropped at 30. So that's 50%. And I think Resident damn. Evil one and zero was the Resident Evil one remake that was on GameCube. Right. 
the HD version of it, which I know John and I, we have a history with that one because that was how we first met each other. We'll see that game. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you could get that now. That's at 57% off, which is like $12.99 or something like that, which I think is a pretty great price for, uh, for something like that. You know, as far as zero, Mm -hmm. zero is whatever. But, uh, if you want to play like, you know, I never played five and six and I think 15 isn't that high of a price to asking price to, you know, to, to give a, give a, give to play a game that might be good or not or whatever. I don't know. Some people are still interested in playing those games. So it's cool that they're cheap. Yeah, I I have a fondness for Zero, even though I know that it's inferior. But uh, the Resident Evil One remake, I mean, in particular, that is one of my favorite games of all time. It, I think, it's still there are many ways in which it holds up today, and it is uh, terrifying. So if you if you're a horror games buff and you haven't played it, absolutely worth checking out. And uh, speaking of Capcom sales, uh, Mega Man, all of their Mega Man games are also on sale right now. Like uh, the Mega Man X Legacy oh, Collection, yeah. like uh, one and two are ten bucks a pop right now. And uh, oh, okay, they, they, yeah, they seem that. to do they seem to do that sale like every couple months, basically. Like basically, just a couple months ago, Mega Man Legacy Collection X one was uh, was also like ten bucks. But yeah, like every time that happens again, I, I get a little more tempted to like finally like just <laughs> just dunk in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. yeah, I actually have I have the X collection. I have both of the X collection collections. I bought the second one because it was on sale. Oh, and nice. some of those later Mega Man X games are so bad, but awesome if you're into <laughs> like bad dumb games. Like the th- oh, okay, like the pseudo 3D one's pretty great if you like old school bad pseudo 3D games. <laughs> Okay. I guess. So, I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of your own level of Mega Man. Like I was, I don't know, for some reason I was, maybe I'd listened to some podcast about Mega Man X or something, but I really wanted to play those later Mega Man games and, and I got them for cheap and yeah, they're there. They're uh, worth looking into. Oh, I think I got it because I was super high on, uh, the Mega Man Zero, the Mega Man ZX collection that came out. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. those games are really good. The Game Boy Advance yes. DS ones. That that is also yeah. on sale, but like for I, I think it's like twenty two dollars right now. Like it's it's not m- as much of a sale. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think that's worth picking up too. I, I've had my eye on that. Those one. games are awesome. I actually played through Mega Man Zero One, Mega Man Zero One, and Z- Mega Man Zero Two, and then I got to Mega Man Zero Three, which is supposed to be the best one, and then Animal Crossing came out, and <laughs> I stopped playing it. <laughs> you know, so that's another one on my list. But yeah, let's um. If that's all you want to say about Trials of Mana, let's uh, yeah, that's continue fine. on. Okay, uh, I, I just want to I just want to go through my games real quick, sure, and yeah. then we'll talk about predictions and stuff. So I, I talked a lot about Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. We don't have to talk any more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that my hand has been kind of screwed up and I can't really hold a controller well, so I've kind of fallen into this: what games can I play with one hand mode of <laughs> of, uh, of my video gaming, and I've actually. Let me tell you the whole the 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 new option that they added on the switch to remap the buttons is mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like I've ac- I actually remapped my left Joy-Con to where to to I made it to where I can play Animal Crossing with only one controller. So oh, I, that's cool. So I can go to go through and do everything. I basically well most everything, but you can remap. It's amazing all the things you can remap. I basically I changed the ZR button to B so I can hold that to run and move the analog stick. Huh. Uh, on on the control pad, I changed those to like to um was it a a x y and then I changed b to down or to up. So I hit b and then I can do my uh my uh, tool wheel 
and then oh. change to the different ones. And uh, was it the regular L is now ZL, so I can look at all the Nook Miles stuff. And you can even the inside buttons, the ones that are on the side, you can mm-hmm. remap those too. So I have that as a capture button and as start. And That's uh cool. and yeah, so I can pretty much do everything aside from looking at my uh the looking looking at my stuff in the uh like the only thing I can't do is I can't look at my storage in the house and okay. I can't do the thing where I the top down and move my stuff around inside the house. But right. I haven't really been doing that. But if I wanted to, I could remap to that to like clicking the clicking the stick in. You can make that a button as well. So oh. it's really cool. Like what it's amazing. Like what they did as far as accessibility for people who might might only you know may actually have like a regular or have a broken hand or like maybe even missing another hand or whatever. It's sure. It's really cool. Like to, that. I actually got to experience that. And I also found out that you can save, you can actually save that as a setting if you want to like switch it back to the regular one. That could be like your Animal Crossing setting or whatever. You can oh. save it in the system and go right back to it and you don't have to remap it to that. That is rad. That is so, so cool. Yeah. That's really great. So I've, I've discovered that and I was actually, I played some Fire Emblem like that too because I can really, I can play the regular like, the regular strategy Fire Emblem battle stuff. It's kind of hard for me to, run around in the three in the third person right. mode because of not having a camera and all that. Even yeah. though I realized that if you run into a wall for long enough, the camera will start to turn on its own. <laughs> so, so I did kind of figure that out. Like if you want to look right, if you just run into a wall going right, the camera will move around you. So okay. if you huh. want to play like that, you can, it's definitely the worst way to play it. Like don't do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is what I was trying to do, but, but doing the actual like, uh, the action battle part of it, like the str- strategy stuff is really fun. And I could do it with one, with one controller hands down. So, nice. so, I, and I've still been, I'm like very, very close to the time jump of Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'd already got to the point where one of the classes is turned on me. So it's, it, I don't know. I really like that game a lot and I really wanted to finish it. It was on my list yeah. last year as well of, of great games of 2019. Nice. So I was like, well, I can't play Xenoblade, so I'll just play the game that I was playing before I got to Xenoblade. So I went to try <laughs> to do some of that. So I played that on my one-handed stuff, but I, oh yeah, What the Golf, which is the game we were talking about last week, which is, which I've really been enjoying. I, I was able to beat that because the fun thing about What the Golf is, What the Golf is a, is only one button and the analog stick. So okay. actually any of the buttons, they all put, they're all a button in the game. So you can easily play that game with one controller. So I basically played it and got it to the end. So that's my, that's my completion of the week. I've been beating a game every week for, I don't know how long since whenever okay. the quarantine started. So that hmm. was, that was my, my credits of the week was, uh, which actually doesn't have credits in there because there, you can look at the credits at any point in the game, but, uh. but I beat what the golf, which is, I still love that game. I think I clocked in in about nine hours for that, which I think is pretty long for what's a yeah. mobile game, a quote unquote sure. mobile game. But, uh, yeah, no, I still think that game's really good and I still recommend it to anybody. Cool. To, to play it, but yeah, I made it through that, and uh, I also played a lot of Fortune Street on Wii because you can huh. you can play that you can play that with just a Wii mote. So, right, I got I got all the way to the final board in Fortune Street, and that very last level is hard as fuck. And that and that board, I hate that board. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's based on the All Trades Abbey from uh, Dragon Quest Three, I think. Oh, okay, and because uh, because Fortune Street was made by Yuji Horii, so it's uh the it's like a it's basically like a Mario Party ish game minus the mini games. It's kind of right. basically like it's like Yuji Horii's version of Monopoly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As, as we as Justin and I, we've been playing it a lot in quarantine because it's fun to play two player. And uh, 
We 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 basically call it Monopoly if Monopoly was fun. That's basically what <laughs> I think that, that was Jess's term for it, what what she what she said about it. But for, Fortune Street is one of those games I've always wanted to play but have not had the opportunity to. It's it's got a really steep learning curve, but once you figure out how to play it, it's a blast. Like I really like it a lot. Nice. I think it as far as content goes, I think it really it's done more than Mario Party, I think, has ever done. Because, wow. And I'm talking about the Wii version, because the Wii version came out with 18 boards on it. That's more boards than any Mario Party has ever had. Hmm. Uh, it also had online play right out of the box, which Mario play- Party has never done that either. Wow. So, and, and like a full uh, single-player mode. Well, basically, where you have to go through and beat every board to unlock more boards and, okay. and extra characters and stuff like that. But... Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, I've just been playing, I've been playing it with Jess and I've been playing it single player also on, on my, on my own. So that's, and I, I was hoping to beat it this week, but that last level is hard. It's incredibly hard. And I got my ass beat twice. So <laughs> I haven't, and the first time I kind of rage quit because I, there was no way I was going to come back because I had, I had like, it's like, it's like Monopoly where you buy a property and you raise and you can like raise the, um, you can you can buy into whatever you buy there, and you can raise the rate the rent and all that, and right. it can get up to like five thousand coins or whatever. And I was basically going to have to sell all of the property that I had just to be able to play for maybe two more rounds before I went bankrupt. So I didn't, Ooh. I just didn't want to do that. So I just quit the game. But that that's basically my one hand in gaming that that I'm doing right now. I really I'm hoping that I don't know. I ha- actually have a I actually have a digital doctor's appointment tomorrow. So I'm hoping to talk to the doctor to see what I can do about my hand because it's mm. really annoying, especially with something like Xenoblade Chronicles that I've been actually anticipating for a long time. Right. For, and, and that, and that you can't, yeah. you probably can't just put all the controls onto one, one Joy-Con. For yeah. That, right? it, well, it's so much going on. It involves a lot of like camera movement and, and moving around right. to uh, attack at certain times. So, and I tried to play it last night, but I still can't do it. It like, it hurts too much to try to grip the controller. So, Fair. so I'm kind of. I'm just trying to find other options. And, and thankfully clubhouse games comes out this week and I can play that one with one hand. So no problem. Like the, do the bowling and the darts and Macala or whatever that other game is. Like you can do all that Mahjong and, and, uh, you know, solitaire, whatever that, yeah. that all, that all can be done with one hand. So nice. So I can That'll easily cool. do that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what I've been playing as, as best as I can do playing. That's how I've been making it through with the, with the one hand, which, which sucks, but hopefully. Nice. It's, it's cool that yeah. you get to be that resourceful with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, this is definitely an interesting insight into what it's like for many people who have to game with one hand all the time, yeah. you know? No, the yeah. re- the remapping is incredible, and I, I don't know why it took them so long to put on there. It really, it makes a huge difference. That's and also, cool. I've seen, I've seen people making videos already of like, remapping stuff for Xenoblade to try to make it work better. Like I saw, you know, you know, like how you, you like move through the, you move through the different uh, spells and stuff with the digital pad. Like I yeah, saw yeah. people switching it to L and R so you can move and, uh, and switch them back and forth. And then like making, like clicking in on the joystick a, and then you can do all of it with action, with not moving your hands from the analog sticks and stuff like that. There's a, there's amazing different cool. combinations you can do to, to make it different for different games. And now that I found out that you can save them, it's cool. There's, you can just like try to make a game better, like just through that. Or even, yeah, if you, if there's only, if you can only play a game a certain way, it, it lets you do that. So it's a nice cool. thing to know. Cool. Well, well, for me this week, I've been playing Ninjala. 
Oh yeah, I've you tried got that the other day. Thank you for playing Ninjala, John. I was I was not, of course, I wasn't. I was definitely probably not able to play that. That's that game that's looking kind of like Splatoon. Yeah, that I've heard very Splatoon. That I've heard people yes, like really like, and I just there's no way I was going to be able to try to do that with two hands. But thank you for playing it. What did you think of it? I thought it was okay. I'm going to give it a <laughs> shot again. Um, you know, I'm not really that into the gameplay. It's like battle royale meets a fighting game. Ooh. Where where mm. the fights are all quick time events is the best I can describe it. <laughs> um, Interesting. That, that sounds rad, actually. <laughs> so you you got yeah. my interests. <laughs> There's um, I'll say like like you'll run around this open arena and then you kind of hone in on somebody and when you're fighting it'll tell you hit up hit down or hit A B or whatever really okay. really fast and so as long as you do that then you win. It's almost huh. like you were saying with with the with the game. I forget the name of the game you were talking about. The anime style. Oh, fly punch fighting boom. game. Yeah. So yeah, it's almost like that where you got to mash the buttons really quick, but there is a button that you have, that you have to particular button that you have to press. Okay. Okay. Right, and then looks is straight up Splatoon. Like <laughs> it's it's like a, a total knockoff of Splatoon in that way, mm-hmm. but a different different style of gameplay. Um. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and it's free. So you know, what can you lose if you want to try it? Sure. And it's and there's yeah. a and they're doing like a sort of like a beta test thing, right? Where it's like certain, it, I think it was the thirtieth. They gave you like a twelve hour test, yeah. and there's different schedules for it as of right now. So I don't know what's uh, yeah, when it'll be able to play proper, I think the game proper is coming out like the end of the month. Oh, okay, yeah, sounds about right. But but you you saying you kind of like it or you kind of don't because it's like Fortnitey, like with the whatever. Uh, you call it. I mean, I kind of like it, take it or leave it. I guess I'm not gonna get too excited about it, but because it's free, I'll definitely give it a try for the first week or so that it's out. Nice. Hmm. Um, and then the other game that I've been playing is I've been back on Wii Fit Plus. So just because during the quarantine, I needed something to keep my activity up. And mm-hmm. I had that balance board. So sure. dusted it off and I'm, I'm doing all right with it now. I'm three weeks in, I've been doing five days a week. Um, now the balance board says that between this week and last week, I lost 26 pounds. I don't believe, I don't believe that. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, if, if, you know, if that is correct, then congratulations on a remarkable weight loss achievement. Or maybe you're sick. I don't know. Like that's because it's also like high loss of weight and not a whole lot of time is unhealthy. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know. I don't know. I mean, it's not totally unheard of. Like if you really lo- work hard, but I've not been working that hard to lose 26 <laughs> pounds in a week. Yeah. So something is up with the balance board. Sure. The, the balance aspect of it is fine. Like it definitely works if I lean a little bit that way or this right. way, but the weight measurement appears to be off. Mm. So I got to get an actual scale to, to measure that. Yeah, but other than that, for being a what 12 year old, I guess 13 years old device that I've had still works pretty well. So I'm, mm. I'm satisfied with it. Moving yeah. in on 14. Um, yeah. 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 But for me, that's about all I've been playing this week. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. aside from like Animal Crossing and turnips and stuff like that, which, I, course, think, which yeah. I think we already talked about. Sure. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, we made it, we made it through that. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> later, Ooh, later. Job. We'll take okay. it. We'll be right back. Yeah. We'll be right cool. back with predictions. So, uh, hold on there, listeners.
Okay, well, we're back, and I and I definitely I want to talk about some prediction stuff. But first, there's a couple of things I want to go through really quickly. Um, number one, the uh, the Pokemon DLC was actually was given a date, which is weird because there's like two different dates. From what I heard online, it said that six seventeen, but as of the eShop right now, it says six thirty. It says it says oh. it's the end of the month, but. But you can preload it right now for twenty nine ninety nine, and that is actually the price of both DLCs, which is awesome. You actually get yes. both of them for that price. It's not sixty for for both of them, which some people thought. But yeah. But regardless, there's uh, more stuff for Pokemon Sword and Shield coming around the bend, and I know Jeremy would be excited about that because he played through all of Sword and Shield. That's another one that was on my list to beat, but I was waiting on it until I found out when the second part was coming, and now <laughs> I guess. I might be able to. I could probably map that to one controller too. So maybe I could mm-hmm. play oh, through yeah. the rest of that. That seems reasonable to do. Yeah. Yeah. The reveal video did say June seventeenth as the release. Oh, it date. did say. Okay, I so was. The, so the eShop probably just hasn't updated that date yet. Okay, because yeah, as of because I looked at the eShop last night just to see if it was if you could preload it, and you can preload it, and it said on there the thirtieth. So. It's. I think I it said. Yeah. I think it said estimated release date six thirty. Yeah. Okay. That, since yeah. that page went up as yeah, a yeah. placeholder. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it is. It is the seventeenth. I didn't see the video. I just. I just read the thing. But I did look at the eShop, and it is on there. So. But yeah, fans mm-hmm. of Pokemon, which I hope there are still some. I mean, this so much. There's so much hate <laughs> for that game, which I just didn't understand. But you know, whatever. People just want to be mad, I guess. Sean and I did a big discussion about like why people are so mad at uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield back when people were first mad at Pokemon Sword and Shield, a lot of it had to do with just like it lacking a lot of features that they kind of expect Pokemon games to come with uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, It not looking good as Breath of the Wild. Uh, (laughs) And we, uh, we actually got a one-star review on our podcast for that episode. (laughs) And the guy was like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Nice. I mean, well, nice, but yeah. That's, that's hilarious. No, I mean, the, the funny thing is, and this is the funny thing about nostalgia and just the way people's mindset are, the, the, you know, a lot of people think that their favorite Pokemon of all time is Ruby and Sapphire, but Ruby and Sapphire did the exact same fucking thing that they're yeah. doing. They did, yeah. they did the Dexit way before Sword and Shield did. They didn't let you have access to all the Pokemon. They limited all the features big time between that and, and silver and, you know, and silver and gold and all that. So. Yeah. yeah, it was. This has already happened, but people remember that as being the best one, even though it's. I don't think it is, but but it's already did this, so it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just funny that they that people are like, oh man, I wish it was like Ruby and Sapphire. It's like, well, it is though. <laughs> it's the same. It's, they did the same thing, but you're not mad about that one because you played it when you were two and you think it's great still or something. I'm I sure they were older Ruby than two. Sapphire, but... but also I wasn't really that mad about Sword and Shield. Sure, not that I didn't, yeah. not to knock you on it, but I'm just saying <laughs> that I'm saying that it's happened before. It's not, and yeah. I actually really like Sword and Shield. I thought it was fun. So, and I don't think it looks bad at all. I actually think it looks pretty good. But you know, but Pokemon's never been about graphics, so whatever. That's, yeah, that's a whole, yeah, exactly. That's all. It looks, thing. it looks good for Pokemon for sure. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I really wish that people would not be so shitty about it. Yeah, that's, I, I feel that. I feel like the negative reception for Pokemon Sword and Shield has really kind of died down since the DLC. 
was announced for it? Well, kind of. Some people were really mad that there is DLC because Pokemon's never had DLC before. Right. Uh, well, it was, but it, it, well, they did, but it was, a, but it was the game again. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Like, like that's, no, yeah. that's what's weird to me about people being mad about that. It's like, this is DLC is actually a better situation than we've ever had for Pokemon. We don't have to buy the same game for full price again. Yeah. With five new features. Would you, you rather have, buy, yeah. yeah. Would, would you rather have Pokemon Ultra Moon or like, or Ultra Sun and, or Ultra Shield Sword, you know, like, <laughs> and it's it's a much yeah. better way to do it than and and you don't have to play through the whole game again to get to the end yes. stuff you know and all that so yeah yeah exactly it's way better Pe- yeah I, I think people just get used to the way things are and then like any change can kind of be jarring you yeah. know they just uh, they just like to get angry about stuff <laughs> they, I just there were there were a couple games that were announced there's a new Dragon Quest game coming out which is actually based off of a Dragon Quest anime that's supposed to drop soon. Oh, and yeah, it, Dragon Quest Die or something. Yeah, right? The Adventure of Die. It looks, it basically looks like a Dragon Ball game, sort of. So I don't, so my excitement level on that is sort of <laughs> kind of, I don't know, not really in, in between, but I'll still take a look at it just because I enjoy all Dragon Quest things. So sure. it's interesting, yeah. but it is coming to Switch. It was a, it was in a, it was in a whatever. And also, yeah. uh, John posted this. There's a new, there's a PGA game, PGA Tour 2K21 coming out. All right. I think that's important just because we haven't really had like a, an official golf game, like big golf game aside from like, you know, like Golf Story and, you know, and there's a lot of like mini little golf games, but like a big, like, you know, Madden sized golf. I mean, I think that's cool. I mean, I, I would definitely try that out. It's something that should be on there. I, I don't feel like we get a whole bunch of like, pro sport games on switch you know aside from like the nba game and like FIFA, yeah, I, and like fifa but there's no like football or golf or you know i'm just saying it's welcome it's something that's not it's a space that needs to be filled on the system i wasn't really up on my you know i'm i'm not someone who plays a lot of sports games myself i didn't realize that there was this kind of dearth of golf you know pr- like pro golf games on the switch but that actually makes a lot of sense yeah yeah uh so it's cool that you you know if you're uh if you're a big golf fan you can you can get in there and kind of enjoy yourself in a way that isn't playing golf story sure i mean well yeah i mean i i like i like golf games and there's no mario mm-hmm. golf right now so it's kind right, of right that's true and yeah, there's no yeah. like I don't know, whatever. I don't think there are. T- are there still Tiger Woods games? I don't even know. I know he, he kind of fell off. He yeah. Did, I forget. He did something that made everyone hate him. Are, are you I joking? He had an you, affair or something. You mean oh, like when he right. cheated, or didn't he like cheat on his wife with a prostitute? And there's a whole thing that they so, said it was like a like disease or some bullshit. Like, yeah. Is he had the disease of being turned on by other women. Like no one's ever had that de- that disease before. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, there was a, there was a whole thing about that. But uh, yeah. but I'm just saying there's not there's not like a big sixty dollar golf game on there, and that's right. what I feel cool. like is kind of missing. And I like golf games, and maybe if it's good, I'll check it out. You know, I really like um, Kirby's Dream Course for the Super Nintendo. Have you no. played that? I it's have. On... Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, it's on cool. the. It's I was going to say uh... it's on the SNES like. Uh, Nintendo Online Library, whatever that's called. I've played and, it. Uh, it's a cool game. Yeah, I played it Virtual Console. I played it on the Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, mm-hmm. I played it a few times. It's it is it is quite good. But it would also be nice to see like a, I don't know, like a regular pro golf game on there. I wouldn't yes. mind trying that. The last time I played one was the Wii Motion Plus Tiger Woods game on Wii, which I actually really <laughs> that was liked. a great game. Yeah, the, yeah. I, this one actually used the Joy-Con and everything for motion control. I might actually use the joy con for once instead of the pro controller yeah i mean it's i, I mean i'm sure they're 
they might. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'm still curious to see how well it's going to work for Clubhouse Games, which comes out this week, and we'll definitely talk about that next week. But uh, one one big thing that I that, I, that we need to talk talk about before we get into the predictions is the uh, Sega announcement. Because yeah. we we, we, yeah, men- we mentioned that Sony like put everything on hold because of the protests and stuff like that. But Sega, being Sega, didn't. They decided to mm-hmm. uh, announce their own Game Gear Mini, which is such a strange idea. From what I found it on Twitter, and I actually used my phone translate for it, but then I found it on another thing through Google Translate. But I keep learning more and more about it, and the more that I hear about it, the less I want it. But uh, it's a uh, Originally, I was like, Game Gear Mini, cool. And then it's like, oh, it's coming out in October. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. And then it's like 50 bucks. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But then I found out that it's – there's four different ones that are yeah. four different colors. Four different games. And they all have four Terrible different idea. games on them. That's awful. Oh, I would yeah, buy one. $50 yeah. for four Game Gear games? Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you have to spend 200 <laughs> this, to get all of them. What is this, the original Game Gear? <laughs> I was just going to say, it feels like this is history repeating itself, right? Like, again, yeah. you've released, you know, this overpriced console. That's but wait, only this time it's too small that you can actually play it. Like, come on. <laughs> so it comes with a peripheral with right. like a magnifying yeah. glass yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, John's talked about it, about his, uh, has rather large hands and, uh, it's hard to play, hard to use. Like you said, it's hard to use the, um, the Joy Cons, like as a single. Yeah, I don't use the Joy Con. Yeah. Like at all. I can't use them. Yeah. Oh, so. that's. I, just, I'm also, I mean, I can like hold a basketball with one hand, you know, like right. I, I've got, I'm big hands, Sean. And, uh, yeah. So small stuff like that, even like smaller phones and stuff I have trouble with. So game doesn't yeah, work, hurt your hand after a while. Yeah. Like game gear micro, whatever they're calling it. No, thanks. It looks, it looks tiny, tiny, like almost like, yeah, yeah like game boy micro level tiny, yeah. you know, like super duper, super tiny, but it's such a, it's a weird thing to be like, uh, you know, Nintendo, it, it was almost, it was almost like what, Sega Saturn Day again, where it's just kind of like, oh, here, yep. we have a system and it's out and we didn't tell anybody. So it's basically going to kill our company. But I did, I did see rumors about them saying they were going to launch another system. So maybe that's what this means is their own little mini thing. I don't know. Right. What's remarkable too is that I feel like they just did the Genesis mini and that was considered by a lot of people to be like the best of the minis, you know? It's like, cool. Or at least, yeah. or at least right. a really good launch. Yeah. Yeah. It's and definitely they, really, yeah. It's definitely really cool. And it had like 40 some games on it. I bought one in Japan, which ended up being. The Mega Drive Mini, which has different right. games on it, actually from the, right. from the American one. Yes, but it's. Cool. I wonder if the Game yeah. Gear Micro is to scale with the Genesis Mini. <laughs> it could be. Right, like, yeah. that'd be cute. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah, yeah. but the no, the, the Genesis Mini is well. The Mega Drive Mini that I have is really cool. Like, it's done by mm-hmm. M2, so they're yeah. you know they're notorious for being awesome at emulation. Yeah. And even the Japanese one that I got has a lot of really fucking cool stuff on it that you would not see in the other one. Yeah, like and, there's the, all... and the American one has some really cool stuff on it too. Um, yeah, some games that I loved when I was a kid, like a World of Illusion, like with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Oh yeah, that and one's they... on, that's on the Japanese one as well. Some both. Oh ones, nice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like the only glaring omission I can think of on the Genesis Mini is like a uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles, right? And that's that's mainly for I the, that was... the the soundtrack. Reasons. Yeah, the like rights they... issue. I thought yeah. that was a Michael Jackson thing. Was why it wasn't yes. on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's just remarkable to me that like they could release a mini console that's that good, and then turn around and be like, "Look at this dumpster fire!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't play it. Too small. Four games? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, yeah, it's so weird. It's like, that's not even, that's like more than $10 a game, which I would not even, I would not even think about paying $10 a game for any Game Gear game ever. Yeah, no. Like even the ones on 3DS were like four or like three or $4. They weren't even (laughs) that much. Or like six bucks tops. And even that's like too much, I think. For a lot so of they have games. all the games on each of the different colored systems. I Six. would still buy it for fifty bucks. I think that'd be fine, even even though it's too small for me to actually play. I would buy it for fifty bucks. But four games, come on, yeah. really, guys? That's right. That's a really That's weird because really I yeah because I was thinking about it, I was like, well, I don't really like the Game Gear that much, but I'm like, if there's like twenty games on there, maybe I'll think about getting it for fifty, but not four. Sure. What? Yeah, <laughs> like that's. That's like mm-hmm. a, there's more games on most like Game Boy Advance cartridges, or at least I, I have <laughs> I have some that have more than that from Sega. Even right. I have the Fantasy Star Collection that has four games on it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a Game Boy cartridge, and that was like twenty bucks. Right. So you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's its own thing. But Tales Adventure was worth six bucks on the <laughs> on the 3ds. That's a console. cool game. That's yeah. a really cool, really weird game. I haven't yeah, yeah I haven't played that one, but it's a. Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll give it a look. Yeah, if it's, it's on it's one like of those. It's like Sonic had a baby with Zelda 2. Like, that's kind of its deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully it's, not it's as really hard. Cool. Uh, it's kind of hard, but yeah. I don't think it's as hard as Zelda 2. Okay. Well, I, I think we can get to, I think we can get to predictions now. Cool. I know there's some stuff on here, but, uh, yeah. So, so the e- E3 has been canceled, of course, because of coronavirus, as has pretty much everything, but, there's still going to be some sort of announcements happening. There was going to be a PlayStation 5 event. Um, I, we were, we were originally expecting there to be some sort of Nintendo, uh, direct, you know, or spotlight or whatever, even though they said that there may, may not be one around E3 because of the coronavirus and all that, but they're also kind of leaking parts out. Like I felt like the last, like the trailer for Clubhouse games and probably the reveal of Paper Mario, like maybe could have been. A they part could have of, been on a direct. In, yeah, a in part of a times, whole. Yeah, yeah, part of a whole direct. And there's also like, of course, like maybe maybe the announcement about the Pokemon DLC. Maybe that was going to be part of a direct too. Yeah. So we'll probably still see things. And I know you guys. Uh, that's that's your forte is uh, doing predictions. So yes. Do you have a? Uh, do you have anything off? Anything offhand that you want to? Let's let's brainstorm for a minute. What we think we might see like in the next month. From uh, I th- I'd say mostly from the Nintendo guys, but if you want to say a little bit from other people, that's fine too. Okay. Um, well, one one thing we know that we're getting, or at least that was initially in the plans for us to get, was uh, was a new Smash Bros. Ultimate character by the end of June. Yeah, right? I was going to say yeah. that because you guys, yeah, you guys, Smashing Theory started as a Smash Brothers prediction thing. So, right. Yeah, are, they're supposed to be the new round of characters. So, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Um. So the the next character is going to be an arms character. Sean and I actually did a whole episode about it, as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we kind of agreed on the end that the arms character is going to be Min Min. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. We we think it's going to be Min Min because uh, there was like arms arms did these things that were kind of like Splatfests. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, where the last one kind of. Uh, was a tournament to decide who the most popular arms character was. And Min Min won that. Hmm. Um, and on top of that, she just has a really cool move set. Like she has, uh, she can turn one of her arms into just like a dragon that shoots lasers. That seems like that'd be pretty cool in, uh, in like smash. Mm-hmm. Um, we also think like distinct possibilities are like, uh, 
like a, a character that's just several arms characters, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like Springman, Ribbon Girl, Min Min, uh, Ninjara are all like costume changes for a mm-hmm. single character. Right. Oh, kind of yeah, like yeah. the Dragon Quest character where it's like, oh, now I'm a different Dragon Quest hero, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You could um, use like four of them, I think, but then you saw more in the, in the, like the, cause you, it's not like all, 11 of them or whatever it's uh, oh no no it, right. i think it's only like four but you was but you see more in the in the final smash yes exactly yeah yeah so we, if we think it could be something like that or uh or maybe it's just spring man uh those are all possibilities we've brought up i do think we're going to get that announcement sometime in june mm-hmm. uh still <laughs> we're still going to get the announcement and the release of that character yeah sometime sometime this month uh i want to say it's going to happen like more in the tail end of the month um like closer to the end of June, we'll we'll get that reveal. Yeah, but I think it's I, I think it's going to be maybe like another like Sakurai video where he kind of demonstrates everything. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to get him right now because of all the stay at home stuff. So yeah, they, maybe they they might not. Like, you remember yeah. uh, you remember when like um, I think it was Miyamoto like he he used to like ride his bike to Nintendo and to like to work and they hmm. and they made him stop doing that because he was too valuable. Of a person. This was like oh. years ago where they, I guess they, they ended up getting him a driver, like picking him up or something because they were too afraid of him getting killed on his way to work or whatever. Right. Oh, and wow. that's, and it kind of reminds me of that. Maybe they're going to do the same thing with this coronavirus where it's like you watch, you watch some wrestling, right? Daniel? I thought you, uh, not, not really. I'm vaguely aware of some wrestling lore. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. You, you guys said something earlier that made me think that maybe you were a wrestling fan. Huh. But like, uh, was it a, AEW is the wrestling that I watch mostly, and they okay. have a they have Jim Ross on there as a as an announcer. And when the coronavirus happened, he completely disappeared. Like we didn't see him <laughs> at all, even though he's wow. he's actually came back for the back f- past few weeks, which is weird. But but huh. I figure they were like, you know, he's older, he's an icon. Like we we can't risk losing him, so sure. he right. just won't be here yeah, anymore. You know, so he just disappeared. So I thought maybe my, they might do that too with Sakurai, with Sakurai, or maybe he'll tape it on its own on his own you yeah, know like we were yeah, talking like about maybe yeah. maybe he'll record it from home yeah, yeah. i think I mean, that's i think that's the one way we'll see sakurai unless they unless they recorded the arm stuff like in january or february you know because yeah. it just already seems like sakurai is like slowly falling apart <laughs> he just always has some kind of medical issue where you just go oh sakurai i'm so sorry <laughs> you know that like on top of that i mean he's, I'm sure he's he cons- want to risk getting covid yeah he's constantly working so hard that he's injuring his own hands you yes. know like yeah like he he like ends up in cast like during development constantly just because yeah. he he keeps like trying to play the game with like two controllers <laughs> in a single hand so he can play <laughs> right. both characters. Yeah, yeah. It's insane, yeah. So let let's say that they go past the the um the arms character. What 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 are your thoughts on a second character that we haven't actually seen anything about? Um well Daniel, do you want to have maybe we could just each pick a prediction that we've made that yeah. we like? Yeah, so I I think Sora is happening in this in this fighter's pass. I think Sora Sora, from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, from Kingdom Hearts. Sora from Hmm. Kingdom Hearts is happening. I just got a feeling this time. Uh, Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's where Sean's at. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not really. I don't. You know what? I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I'm. I'm not a Kingdom Hearts person at all. I don't know anything about Sora. Like I, I watched a friend play Kingdom Hearts one time, like 15 years ago. That's about my experience with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think know. He's, I, don't, uh... I don't know anything about Sora. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't feel like they'd put Sora in there, but who knows? Like it's, I never thought Bayonetta'd be in there either, but that's what, yeah. Here we are because right. because you know? yeah, I think Sora is an incredibly popular character. Like he, like anytime you see people like put together like these character polls and stuff, Sora all, always like tops it or close to tops it. He's really high demand as a character. Uh, he's got a lot of moveset potential, right? Mm-hmm. Like Sakurai could make a really great moveset for Sora that fits Smash Bros. Easy. Yeah. And uh and Nintendo's got a pretty good working relationship with Disney in the recent past, you know. Um Well and definitely Square Enix now, like especially with like having Dragon Quest having the yeah. hero from Dragon Quest in there, but also Dragon Quest eleven was like such a different version for the Switch. Like it just they yeah. added so much more to it to make it the, yeah. the ultimate definitive edition. Yeah. So like, that Nintendo's- made sense, but yeah, they've got a good relationship with Disney, they've got a good relationship with Square Enix. The one thing is that if Sora was in the game, we'd probably get like two Kingdom Hearts songs and they'd both be bad, you know? That'd be kind of a bummer about it. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like I guess I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts aside from like most people don't like it, I guess, that that I follow in the in the, in the internet world, but we 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 stand Kingdom Hearts in this house. I would say, <laughs> yeah, sure. no, I yeah. I love Kingdom Hearts and and Amy Amy Lee uh, in the living yeah. group right now. She loves Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like I did like a she and I did a playthrough the whole series, uh, just back to back to back uh, in preparation for Kingdom Hearts three, and then we played that, and that was just a really good time. Mm-hmm. I think Kingdom Hearts is great. It's a lot of fun. If you're going into it to understand the story and invest yourself in the story a lot, you, you might can't. not have a yeah. You might not have a great time. <laughs> no. You might not really love that experience. But if you want, if you're like a Disney fan and you want to like play like through these Disney worlds and like have like a, just a really good like action RPG gameplay experience, top notch, good good games. Yeah, the the combat in particular goes through this really interesting evolution where it's kind of simple but still fun in Kingdom Hearts 1 and then they just build more and more layers on top of it to the point where I was really enjoying the combat in Kingdom Hearts 3 and kind of like watching a lot of fights against like the super bosses in the expansion and I looked up on Google like what other games are like Kingdom Hearts 3 and the suggestions that I kept getting were like Bayonetta and Metal Gear Rising and mm-hmm. all these like really polished action games because it's really just become this remarkable action RPG franchise with kind of an emphasis on action. Like it's mm-hmm. this very kind of, you know, twitchy reflex based game, uh, with some really fantastical battles in it. And that's kind of my, the principal thing that I enjoy about Kingdom Hearts is getting to mix it up with Shadows with such a satisfying system in place. And bringing it back to predictions, I don't know if we're ever going to see Kingdom Hearts 3 on the Switch. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this year, Square Enix is going to announce Kingdom Hearts something for the Switch. I whether would, it's yeah. what, yeah, whether it's like a spinoff or it's just they they finally bring the remasters of. One, two, and two point eight seven five six, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I, I think we might at least get re-releases of the old games on the Switch. Yeah, that cool. make that makes sense. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. And also, there's already been like Kingdom Hearts games on the portable front for Nintendo. Like there was there was Dream Drop Distance. I played a demo of that on three D on three DS. And yeah, and uh, what else? Was, what was it? The of, there well, were ga- of course, Chain of Memories, which is my favorite kingdom hearts game 
<laughs> and nobody likes it except for me. <laughs> they turn it into um, a card game. I would say, very, was that the Game Boy Advance weird. one? Or, yeah, or I, I know yeah. there were like DS ones too. So yeah, there was like the one, the five over whatever time oh, days. Like five eight over two days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was like a DS game, right? So they've already been uh-huh. in the Nintendo space. So it's like, makes sense, I guess. I, yeah. I don't really understand why they've re-released them. If they do, I'll continue to not play them, but you guys will enjoy them portably, you know? <laughs> well, maybe, we'll maybe, enjoy ourselves twice as much just for you. Maybe if yeah. they're on sale. Maybe if there's a really ridiculous sale at some point, I'll give them a try, but. Fair. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you think, um, so you don't think that Sora will be on there, Sean, or you think he might? I'm, the- I'm less hot on it than Daniel. Daniel thinks it's a sure thing. I think that it would be cool, but it is by no means a sure thing. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. yeah I don't like, I, I could, yeah. def- I definitely see the potential for like rights issues because Sora is owned by both, uh, Sora is owned primarily by Disney. Yeah. Right. So they really need to be like Square Enix and Nintendo both need to talk Disney into being okay with Sora being in a different video game than Take the yeah. Hearts. And I, I, if, if that falls through, I think that's where it falls through. I would actually, I for I, I would like to believe that there's going to be another. I, I almost I almost feel like it, it would be there'd be more of a chance of another Final Fantasy character making it in there <laughs> above, above Sora. Is what Who would I be think. your pick? Well, well, this is this is what I if 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 I was running things on Square Enix, which or Square, sure. Square Enix, which I'm not. But what I what I <laughs> what I would like for them to do, and I've said this before on our podcast. I feel like the major Final Fantasy games that we're missing on the Switch is four, five, and six. So why don't we have a character from one of them in there be be in there as a playable character in Smash Brothers? Hell, why don't you put fucking Terra in there from Final Fantasy six? That would be awesome. I would love that. She would be awesome. Or like, or like Kefka. That'd be incredible too. Like having him in there as a character. I'd be into Terra or Kefka. I feel like if they were to do a character from four, five, or six, it'd probably be, probably be Cecil from four. Okay. Ooh, that, yeah. that would okay. Just be my instinct. I feel. I, I, I yeah. feel like Terra would be more likely than Cecil. Actually, well, okay. this is yeah. well. This is the problem. Is like I feel like the person that did Final Fantasy VI isn't really at Square anymore, so nobody yeah. really cares about Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> so we don't get we don't really get any re-releases of Final Fantasy VI aside from like the Game Boy Advance version, which right. wasn't which wasn't. I mean, the the songs were kind of compressed, and some of the stuff was a little was a little censored on there. So it's like. It wasn't the ideal way to play it. And, yeah. And, and, and I felt like Final Fantasy IV got like everything. Like they did like the 3D <laughs> version with the, with the voice yeah. acting uh-huh. on, on the, on the DS. And then they had the, uh, they had the PSP version that had like the HD sprites and all that. And I loved that version. And, yeah. And Final Fantasy VI got like Here's- nothing. So from my heart of loving Final Fantasy VI so much, I would rather see a character from that game be in there. Even though I think what there was only one in the Dissidia games. Which I think I think Terra was in there, right? There was like Terra one, and Kefka, and Kefka, have both yeah, yeah, the city, yeah. yeah. yeah so I thought I was hoping them, yeah. that maybe they could find their way over easier in in that way. But that's what I would like to see, and I would like to see that coupled with also four, five, and six being Here's- ported to to the Switch. In like the best translated version, like no loading, like HD. Well, let's shoot for the moon. HD sprites, like uh, <laughs> you know, voice that, whatever. Just make it, just make it great, and then like put the DS one and PSP one in there also, which will never happen for any of them. But that's that's how I feel. Let's put put one, put them on Switch for me, please, in some form. Even that, if, that'd be cool. Yeah. Here's a prediction for you, actually. Yeah. 
Instead of getting the same re-release of six that they've been putting on mobile phones and like, yeah, not that version, stuff, please. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause that version is a bad re-release. And I think they know that, which is why we haven't seen it on Switch yet. Um, I think instead of getting that and instead of getting just like a port, uh, we're going to wait a couple years, right? We won't hear anything. We won't hear anything this year. We won't hear anything for most of 2021. And then, uh, the, team that remade Trials of Mana Ooh. will remake Final Fantasy VI mm. at a, at, on a similar scale to Trials of Mana. Mm. That right? would be it, so good. I don't know. It won't, it won't be <laughs> FF7 remake level, right? Yeah. It won't be like that high tech or like that like graphically amazing. I mean, I really but, don't. I, re, I really don't want Final Fantasy re, Final Fantasy VI to be remade in that way because it would be because then it would be Final Fantasy VI you know, action battle game. And I don't want that. I want it, I want it to be the the same as it was. I I think, I think (laughs) the remake would at least be like quasi turn-based because, uh, trials of mana has a battle system. That's still very close to the original trials of mana's roots. Yeah. Like it innovates on it, but at its core, it feels like trials of mana, which I appreciated. Yeah. So I think a remake of FF six could still be turn-based, but I think it'll, I think it'll be a bit more contemporary. It'll be, it'll be kind of, uh, kind of updated and upgraded in the same way that the new Trials of Mana was compared to yeah. the old one. I, I I prefer a I prefer a remaster than a remake. I just want Final Fantasy VI as a good version on there. I don't want I don't want a new fucking action based one. I don't want a 3D <laughs> one. I want I want the original game on there with maybe prettier sprites. That's that's all I'm asking. You don't even have to change the soundtrack. The sound, soundtrack is already incredible. Just leave it. That's kind of how I want it. Just four, five, and six. Maybe just port them on there as is off of Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, whatever. I was going to say, like, nice. like, yeah. like, por que no los dos, you know? Like, let's, <laughs> do, yeah. let's do, like, collection of Final Fantasy and yeah. have four, five, and six in that, and then also get a six remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, like they, like they did. Yeah, if they could do it the way they did it with Collection of Mana, like they do a yeah. Collection of Final yeah. Fantasy, and then yeah. maybe a 3D version of one of those three games. Cool. Yeah. And actually, if they did five and maybe did it really good, like that could be interesting, but you, sure. I really want them to stay with the turn based. I don't want them to go into this other Kingdom Hearts land, whatever they're in now with those <laughs> games. I just, <laughs> I prefer the, I don't know. I'd like, I mean, five could be really cool if they did it kind of like they did the remake of Resident Evil two, but like as mm-hmm. Final Fantasy five, but you know, with I, a better, I feel like I don't five know. will kind of get the eight treatment where like they just leave five behind for a really long time. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't see us getting a remake of five. Five is great though. Five is yeah. great. Oh, five, game. Five's like, cool. It, yeah, five, five's just, really neat. Yeah. Uh, but five seems to be kind of black sheeped sometimes, mm. you know, like it. It's a shame that they that they leave it behind because it's a really. I thought it was really good. I think five. I mean, five is probably my second favorite Final hmm. Fantasy under six. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's not the first Final Fantasy game that had a job system, but is it is the first Final Fantasy the game one. that did the job system well? Yeah, yeah. three it's, was rough. Yeah, three, uh, three was weird. Three was yeah. kind of strange. Yeah, I, and I played that also on DS, which it was mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely not one of my favorites. But that's kind of what I would like to go for. What is your prediction for a character, Sean? My prediction is that this is the year for Monster Hunter representation in a Smash game. Like, you've been getting Monster Hunter games for years and years and years on portable Nintendo consoles. I just feel like this is when we're going to get... I I have on our podcast, because we have to lock in, you know, kind of like very specific predictions, I have 
just the monster hunter predicted <laughs> but i think that we could see like you know a a kind of palico like your feline companion i think that we could see maybe one of the other characters from the lore or you just play as a monster or mm. something i think monster hunter representation is coming and i also think that um it is going to be kind of tied into or kind of announced around the same time that we finally get the announcement for a switch exclusive monster hunter game that is my prediction a lot of people would like to see that like something that's almost not quite world but has the same mechanics of world right where they sort of like made everything yeah easier to play and all that i want I, i i basically want like um they uh so you know they released monster hunter try for the nintendo wii and then on the psp they did Monster Hunter Portable Third, which like had the same, some of the same environments as Try, but with some differences and different mechanics. That's basically what I want. I want like a Switch Monster Hunter game that has a lot of the quality of life stuff that makes Monster Hunter World so good. Mm-hmm. And I think that I mean the the potential for cross promotion by having a Monster Hunter character in Smash is just so great that I feel as though it's an inevitability. We've got to get Monster Hunter representation this time around. Mm-hmm. And also, well, there is, isn't there, there is like a Monster Hunter monster in the background yes. of one of the levels. So it is R- kind of a little boss, bit. Actually, yeah, Rathalos in is in there. Yeah. And yeah. When, when they announced that, I can remember seeing that and thinking like, well, now they've got to put a Monster Hunter character in and they didn't. And they um, haven't for two and years. Then, and is, they have not. Is but. there not a, can, can't you, can't you like buy an outfit or like, isn't there a Monster Hunter outfit that you can get there, for the There Mies? is a Monster Hunter me costume, I'm pretty sure. Okay, there wasn't, so, there wasn't yeah. four. I don't know if it's been added to Ultimate yet. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it is, it's kind of been teased a little bit, but yeah, mm-hmm. maybe go farther with that. And I, I actually don't understand. I mean, will you have, you have the Monster Hunter Generations port that was basically the 3DS game yes. on Switch, and that's like the only one that we have as of right now. Yeah. And I'm really surprised they didn't do – they aren't trying to do like a Monster Hunter World, maybe same engine, but tone down a little bit on the graphics. Do whatever they need to do it to make it run on Switch because I feel like it would be huge. Like I think it would blow up big time in Japan for sure. Yeah. Like just having I, a portable multiplayer game like this you can do online and all that, it was – I think it'd be great. And and they'd done so much stuff with Nintendo before World that mm-hmm. I'm surprised they don't have another one in the works. And maybe they do, I, you know. I do think a Monster Hunter Switch game, like a new one that, that cribs a lot from World, I think that's inevitable. I think it's going to be called Monster Hunter 5. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think that's definitely... Maybe that'll get announced this year. Maybe it was going to, and right. and, it, and now because of COVID, it won't get announced till next year. I think it's definitely happening. I'm I'm less sure of Sean's prediction that we'll see Monster Hunter's uh, ultimate representation. We'll see Smash Bros. representation for Monster Hunter to tie in with that because I I'm of the belief that Monster Hunter was initially going to be in Smash Bros. Ultimate. And then got cut for whatever reason. Mm. Got cut for, like, they didn't have time to implement Monster Hunter into the game, but they already programmed Rathalos into the game. Yeah. some Something like that. And I've thought that even harder ever since Byleth got added to the game, because Byleth has a moveset that would be perfect for the Monster Hunter. Oh, like, yeah. swapping between a bunch of weapons and uh, and having kind of, like, this this slow, like, really versatile moveset. Like... Byleth's moveset screams Monster Hunter to me, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was a moveset that was initially designed for a Monster Hunter character, and then negotiations fell through. 
It'll definitely be sure, interesting maybe. to like look up the article on Smash Ultimate when I'm 50 and to learn about <laughs> the development process through like stuff that's only come out since then, you know? Yeah. Like uh it's going to be fascinating to find out like because of covid or because of licensing issues like what characters got changed around yeah uh, what characters got retooled that's definitely going to be a really interesting insight into the development of you know smash yeah for sure that's another thing like since bile authority exists i don't know what moveset the monster hunter would have if they got added to the game at this point like that's i'm sure sakurai could yeah i'm sure sakurai could come up with something but i i don't know yeah i i'm I don't think Monster Hunter is happening. Uh, I think he could have at one point. They could have at one point, but I don't think they are anymore. I, I like- that's why, you know, outside of the podcast, my my prediction is kind of more like some kind of Monster Hunter character. Right. Um, because I think that there's moveset potential for a lot of other, uh, you know, elements within the franchise. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I just, uh, that's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. Sora's <laughs> never going to be in Smash. <laughs> 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 Ouch! Stabbed. Do you do you have a do you have a character that you want to do you want to put in here, John? It'd be cool if you could. I like how we've been tying it to also other games that might come with it. Do you have a? Yeah, because I do. I do think that's also a big part of Smash Ultimate's like whole marketing thing. They like to they they like to release new characters that have something that will be or is playable on Switch that can that can move copies of both Ultimate and that game. It, even though it's a shame that Joker was only like Persona Scramble, and that's not even yeah. out here. <laughs> yeah. Because I was really excited about a Persona possibly coming over here. And it is like a brief news thing, but I guess there's some more Persona stuff add, getting added to the to the Catherine full-body version, whatever uh, that's coming oh, to yeah, Switch. I, so. Yeah, I saw something. So there's that. that. Yeah. But is there somebody that you would like to see in there, John, on the on the new announcement of characters? Uh, no, I don't have any predictions for the, the Smash character announcement but i've got uh just a general prediction sure Ooh, go for um, it yeah i think it's time we hear from a long dormant nintendo franchise hmm. oh yeah that's not happened in a little while so which, which one are you thinking well so i've always thought that besides horizon chase turbo there's a little bit of a dearth of of racing games on the switch you know, we got that we got that we got so we got mario kart um and then what was the other one i was just thinking of I don't know, but there's not there's not oh, asphalt. That's what I was going to say, asphalt. Mm. But there's just not a whole lot. So I think that I would personally have to. I know what Trey wants me to say, but I'm going to go with Rad Racer. I think that Aww, wow. Okay. If I have to pick one. I think I think they've not had a sequel to Rad Racer since what the Nintendo version. I was going to so say. Uh, I was confusing it with Rich Racer. I'm like, what about Rich Racer? But uh, <laughs> but even that that was all like. DS one or something, but yeah, uh, okay. Rad Racer. Oh yeah, that's was NES, right? That was Rad Racer yeah. was in the Wizard even. NES, yeah. Which yeah. The, which I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that's that's my like Rad Racer is the like a solid prediction or whatever. I'm saying the solid prediction is long dormant NES franchise, and then my sort of guess would be up for one that has not been uh, brought up in a long time. Red Racer. You could make a Red Racer car be a playable character in Smash Brothers. Like it's the same. <laughs> sure, like, I'd like to. I mean, there was a-, a period of time where we were predicting what's the motorcycle game? We were like a oh, Mach Rider. Mach Rider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Mach Rider was going to be in Smash. Oh, right. I thought that for a long time. Yeah, that they kind of invent a moveset for Mach Rider like they did with Captain Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. John made a list once of, of, uh, I think this is before the Smash Brothers came out for Wii. He made a list of characters that you wanted to be in the game. And I remember oh, one, yeah. of, one of them was the opening song from Skate or Die 2 as a playable <laughs> character. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, be a playable character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is really good. So, that song uh, will kick everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you would personify that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually, I've, I've been, on our on our YouTube channel, I've posted a lot of like soundtracks to games that I couldn't find on there. So mm. I recorded a lot of stuff from Labo, and somebody actually commented on there one time, and they made their own prediction as a Labo character being in there as oh. as a playable character in Smash Brothers, and you know where you have like a you know where you have like a cardboard character that like uh, <laughs> moves moves around and hits people and stuff. And oh I yeah, could, oh man, the yeah. the little like. The Labo, like the little cardboard man, yeah, with, like the with the Wii mode on him, yeah. That I, does feel very smashy, you yeah. know. Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody predicted that at some point, and or even having like, I think we even predicted that there'd be like a Labo stage, maybe that was like built from the cardboard, and you could like move around and jump on some of the stuff that you made, like the piano or whatever, you know. Well, Ultimate does have a me fighter costume. Where it's a me wearing the, the robot, robot Toy-Con. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it is yeah. in there, kind of. That actually reminded me of one that I did actually... I I put this on a thing on uh, the Facebook group, but what I my prediction, this is one I think is actually going to happen, is hmm. the Ring Fit character will be in there as a... Ah. Maybe, an, maybe an Echo Fighter to the Wii Fit trainer, but I huh. I bet you anything that you're going to see the the Ring Fit character in there as a, as a Smash Brothers character at that's, some point. That's bold. Yeah, that yeah. is bold. That's pretty cool. I mean, why not? Yeah. Like, Ring Fit... Ring Fit has a representation in uh, Tetris. They did that on there, and oh, it's be- nice, and they nice. and they did they added the rhythm mode to it, so they're still putting free DLC in there, and uh, they've, they continue to support it, and it's become huge. Like especially with everybody being stuck at home, it's it's as hard to find as the Switch in itself is. So it's like, yeah. I yeah, would be like surprised it's, it's if that doesn't end up there. Yeah, it's been selling out for sure. I think I think if Ring Fit Adventure was doing Gangbusters before they announced that they had already locked in their plans for fighter pass two, I think it was already selling that well before they started putting together fighters pass two. I'd agree with you. Uh, but since like they started working on fighters pass two and then ring fit adventures started yeah. selling gangbusters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'd be, I'd personally be surprised if we saw ring fit person mm-hmm. as a playable character that'd be cool though yeah, i think, that could I think be it quite could cool i think it could happen though I, I i i have a feeling that it's and it could even just be an echo fighter of a of we fit trainer but yeah. i i see it as something happening because like i said there's a lot of popularity for that they're still supporting it so why not yeah. i mean it's another it's another franchise that they have and uh and and on what john was saying about bringing rad racer back my uh my whole thing about a dormant nes thing is i've said this probably before on the show but I want to see. I want to start Tropics Three. That's what I want Ooh. on the Switch. Ooh. I don't think they'll ever do it. And you could yeah. make you could make Mike <laughs> you could make Mike a playable character on Smash Brothers Two. I think that'll never happen. But I love Star Tropics One. Star Tropics Tropics Two is eh, whatever. But but mm-hmm. one I really enjoy. One I can still play through it. I put a video on YouTube of that, but or I played through it from beginning to end. But I really like that game, and I think it's a good. It would be a nice one to return to. I don't think. I don't know if Nintendo has much love for it, but I would love to see another Star Tropics game of something that's been dormant, you know, since. Yeah, the that that'd be neat. I I also personally kind of doubt that they'll ever bring that back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that that's a that's a cool deep cut. When John was ramping up to s- saying resurrecting 
a Nintendo racing franchise. I thought he was going to bust out F Zero. Yeah, that, I mean <laughs> yeah, that's that, what Trey wants me to say. Yeah, that's what he wanted uh-huh. me to say. But yeah, I love F Zero. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see. I mean, I would even love to see a port of of F Zero GX on there. That'd be incredible. I, but I don't know. So nice. Yeah. That'd be so nice. But I don't think. I mean, actually. I would like to see a lot of uh, Sega AV. Like, can you put like Mario? Can you put Super Monkey Ball one and two on there too? Like, I would love to see that <laughs> instead of Banana Blitz. Like, fuck Banana Blitz. I want I want the original <laughs> two on there because those games are so good, and they would it'd be so cool if they could do an HD version of it. Just you know, remaster it, put it on there, and or F Zero, any sort of F Zero. I'll take that too. I know we have it on sure. Super Nintendo, but whatever. Put put X on there. Well, hopefully, eventually they will. Will yeah. with the um. Nintendo a Nintendo sixty four thing, but I've I been think, waiting for a re release of GX for forever, like because yeah. it's so hard to get that game for the GameCube, you know? and it was such a cool game. I yeah. my brother and I got it when it came out, and I mean together we must have played it for over a thousand hours. There's just so much to do. Oh, it's it's yeah, and the story mode, which is like so fucking hard, and you could make your yes. own carts, and and yeah, it was, it was so much fun. Like it's one of my, yeah. I think it's one of my favorite GameCube games, probably still. And I nice. I, I bought That's it when it, I got it when it came out, and I still have it, thankfully. But I don't, I haven't looked at what it's going for now. I guess it's more probably fairly rare, but it's a really good game, and and they're still, you know, they still have a good relationship with Sega and all that. Maybe they can. uh I don't know, make that work at some point. I feel like they kind of abandoned it once they added it to Mario Kart 8. You know, now it's like, it's kind of like F-Zero, but <laughs> whatever. Right. I mean, they put F-Zero levels in there and you can, you can play in, yeah, I mean, there's, what is it? Captain Falcon's racer is in there. So you can basically scan your, was it? You scan your amiibo, your Captain Falcon amiibo. So you can have the amiibo costume for your me and put him in the Captain Falcon racer cart and play. <laughs> The, and play it on 200, on 200 CC in the two F0 levels. And then you kind of have a new F0 game. There you go. <laughs> it takes a lot to get there, but there you have it. You can get to that. that yeah. That does seem to be the exact level of a bone that mm-hmm. Nintendo would throw us yeah. regarding F0. Like that's the amount of effort they put into letting us do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we can all just, let's just throw out like one more prediction and then we'll wrap it up for this episode. Okay. But, okay. um, I think, uh, so I did, I did a character. I did a dormant. Nintendo franchise, so I think I'm good. Why don't you guys uh throw in one more thing that you think about about the big end here? Like maybe uh I don't know, new new game, brought back series, whatever. Go for it. What do what do you what do you think? Hmm. I'm less sure of this now because we got that Paper Mario announcement, so intelligent systems has been busy. But I've been saying for a bit that WarioWare is making a switch comeback. God, I hope so. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I, so. I, I love those games. Yeah. I, I think we might have to wait a little while for it now, but I I think in the Switch's lifespan we're getting a new WarioWare game and uh and it'll be great. I'm gonna love it. That's that's my prediction. WarioWare's <laughs> making it come back and it's gonna be it's gonna be adorable. I hope so. Uh, I mean WarioWare Gold was really good on three DS. I know it was released yeah. like after everybody was already on the Switch bandwagon, so I don't feel like anybody played it, but I, I bought I, it and I loved I, it. I, I played it too, just because I love WarioWare that much. Yeah. It's like one of the last games I played on the 3DS, and uh, and yeah, it was it was solid. You know, that was a really good time. Um, and I just want to want just add to that: if you're going to do WarioWare, how about a Rhythm Heaven game? Also, also too. Ooh, like both yeah, both of those are great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind cool. they're kind of the same company, so I think they can be grouped together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Sean? Uh, well, I'm still thinking about what I think. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I will say that 
I'll say that in spite of the fact that they have shown that they are more interested in pachinko games than continuing their storied legacy, we're going to get surprised by a quality Konami game that comes out this or next year. Well, there was a, there is actually something in the news that we didn't mention, but is there was like a little mention of a new Konami game coming to Switch. They didn't say what it was, but oh, they it, did though. It was no, in, they did. So it's called Skeletech. Oh, okay, it's actually, not. It was revealed. Never mind then. Oh. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's an animated two D side scrolling game. Yeah. Huh. And it's oh, out. I know that was Konami. I think it's out too. Or well, I mean, I think I saw, I saw it on the eShop in some form. Maybe you can just preload it. But I hmm. can't believe I was right. You were right. That doesn't <laughs> Sean. Look at that. Incredible how good I am at predicting. I predicted <laughs> it comes true. <laughs> and you didn't know it already. Right. See, there you go. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'll let it mine, away with I'll that. Say, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say that, I don't know, in addition to Skeletal Attack, let's say that they're going to revive, uh, you know, a relatively dormant franchise. Uh, new Contra game is coming. A new Contra game new came Contra. out two years ago, Sean. Are you talking about a Contra? New... Last, it came out last year. Oh, yeah, Whatever, I was, my first prediction was correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a new Contra game on Switch. That, that yeah, weird ne- 3D one. Yeah, Neo Contra? <laughs> is that what it's called? No. It was... No, that's an old one. Yeah, Neo Contra <laughs> is old now. It, it was uh, It was really weird. It was called, like, yeah, I, I don't. it was such a weird-ass game. I played the demo, and I was like... Uh, this isn't for me. It was a weird 3D Contra with yeah. weird extra yeah, I, characters in there, and yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't I played the it. demo too, and it was like fine, you know. That's it, too bad. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'd love to see. Well, actually, I'd love to see just a classic like Game Boy Advance DS Castlevania in the in the vein of like Ario Sorrow or like a oh absolutely, you know, or, or like um Harmony of Dissonance or what was it a. Uh, what was the first DS one? It was um, it was Dawn D- of Sorrow. Dawn of Sorrow. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the DS insignia, same thing. Right. So. Yeah, Dawn of Sorrow was so good. Or, or even yeah. like, or even when like I a collection of one... those would be great. Like they have the Castlevania one, but if they did a more of a Metroidvania collection that has like Symphony of the Night in there too, that'd be awesome. When I was doing that, like uh, games that you know influence your taste in games meme that Daniel created. I had to curate mine to stop half of them from being Konami games. <laughs> like I had so many game, more games. I already had like three Konami games on there. I could have done so many more mm-hmm. and I had to restrain myself. It's just such a shame what that company has become. Uh, yeah. The mediocre Contra game that came out for the Switch is Contra Rogue Core. Okay. I okay. knew it had core wow. in there somewhere, but hardcore yeah. is the, isn't that the Genesis one? That's the Genesis one, which is my favorite game in the entire series. It's so yeah. good. It's so fucking hard. I mean, yeah. I look. I mean, it looks <laughs> great. It looks great, and it plays great. But it's fucking mm. hard, man. I can't it's even get really through the first hard. level. Yeah, and yeah, Rogue, Rogue Core came out September 2019, so I doubt we're getting a new Contra for yeah. a little while. But I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I'd like to see, or I'd like to see some sort of Metal Gear representation on there. Like Snake is already in the on the Smash Brothers, and it's like, oh, yeah. we and what that was a spinoff from like what Twin Snakes on the GameCube, right. which was Metal Gear is so a, complicated for me now because it would presumably happen without Hideo Kojima's involvement. Yeah, yeah. And so, like on the one hand, I love and I miss Metal Gear, and I wish there were more Metal Gear games. But on the other hand, I mean, I don't know. It would be like uh, it would be like uh, watching. Uh, Drunken Master 3 and Jackie Chan isn't in it, you know? Like, it just yeah. be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they did that with Metal Gear Solid 2. They took Snake out of that, so you could be riding. 
I mean, the Dead well, Four. No, I mean that's that's <laughs> fine. But I just mean like you mean without, without the Kojima having yeah, yeah. creative control, yeah. I just feel like it'd be Metal Gear Survive again. You know. Yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of in a weird place. I mean, I would like for them to just to even just release the collection on Switch, which sure. they could sure, do. Sure, yeah, but, I'd get that. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, as far as where it's going. I mean, you you got like whatever whatever the fuck that that one game was, uh, Death Stranding was where where that went. So, yeah, who knows? And that's a whole other topic that I don't want to get into for time. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure fair. you guys have opinions. I could talk on about that. that game a lot, but there's not enough time. I'm sure you guys have opinions on that, and I don't. I do want to keep this keep this going here, but yeah, yeah. And I would love to see more stuff from Konami, especially like on the classics of Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Um, Wild prediction: Sony buys Konami. <laughs> there, <laughs> done. There was I'm that. With I think somebody. There was that like weird was a rumor, rumor on that that, yeah. uh, that Sony was going to buy the rights to Silent Hill and Metal Gear. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that, that, yeah Ko- so that Kojima could like do projects based on those franchises again. Yeah, I yeah. think we, I think we did mention that one. Yeah. Did, did you have another prediction say, that you wanted to say, John? Yeah. Before we go, so I'll say that. That uh, Sega's on a little bit of an upswing, largely mm. due to the Sonic movie and um, the success of the Sonic movie. Financially, I'll I'll stipulate, not <laughs> yeah. creatively, not artistically, <laughs> financially. <laughs> um, but I'll say that okay, so they want to put special attention on that series, and they got to know at this point they are not the ones to handle it. I'm predicting there's going to be a new Sonic game made by <laughs> Nintendo. Oh, that's interesting. That is cool. That would be, uh, I actually, I, I mentioned, I, I felt like, uh, I don't know if you guys, did you guys ever play Sonic Lost Worlds on, on Wii U? Yeah. I, I actually, I think Daniel, you gave it to me for my birthday or for Christmas or something. Mm. Uh, I, I don't um, know about that, but. Well, you you gave me a Sonic game that came out for the Wii U. I don't know if it was that or what. That that that's I think it's the, the Sonic only one. game that came out for the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we did we played a little bit of it, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. I know some people don't. I, I like it for whatever reason. I personally really enjoyed it, and to yeah. me, it kind of felt like Sonic if it was made by Nintendo. That's that's what I got <laughs> from yeah, playing I, the game. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure that Nintendo would give Sega the time of day on that. <laughs> like you know like like they're doing mario and sonic at the olympic games right and nintendo isn't even developing that they're yeah. like sega you develop that we'll yeah, be over yeah. here yeah sure they're they're kind of doing their they're doing their own thing but that would be an interesting i mean if you know and if we could do whatever that would be interesting to see sonic done by nintendo yeah. but at the same time I'd, i don't think they're interested in doing that you know i'd, I'd love s- to see what they do with it and if i had control of the world i would have the splatoon team make it Ooh, i think that that's it could be cool. so cool and hip and feel and really edgy new. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah i i think you are absolutely onto something with a new sonic game by a non-sonic game developer though uh but i feel like it might be something like platinum games Oh, that could be cool. Well, I was thinking, I thought you were going to say, like, the Sonic Mania guys make another game, because that Ooh, wasn't yeah. directly mm-hmm. Sega. That was kind of a fan-made project, but through, but like, licensed, you know, through yeah. Sega's Blessing yeah, and all that. So pretty much, it'd yeah. be nice to see them do another thing. Also, on the on the subject of, of Splatoon, uh, what about Splatoon 3? Like, isn't there a... I figured they'd be hinting at that at some point, since they, since they stopped all of the Splatfests. I figured mm. they'd been working on that game. Somewhat. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and then they kind of uh, had that extra splat fest, and they were like, "Hey, you can play Splatoon for free." Yeah. So, yeah, that is yeah. that is interesting. I wonder if that's because they're they've got something in the pipeline. Yeah, I thought I, maybe maybe because of Ninjala too, but that's uh, who see if that's a threat to Splatoon. I don't know. 
I I think that uh, I think that they're probably just going to leave Splatoon alone for a bit. I think Splatoon three will happen whenever they they make the Switch two, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever Nintendo does their next console, Splatoon three will be on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered. I mean, yeah. I would like to. As far as that, if there is a if there's a Switch two, I mean, there should be a Switch two. Right. But if they could make it, if they could make a Switch two, kind of like how they would do like a Game Boy Color, where it's like. It's better, but you can still play all of the stuff from Switch One on Switch Two. Mm-hmm. I think that would yeah. be the right way to go. Mm, I, I I feel you there, actually. Yeah, yeah. where they make yeah. it backwards compatible, like you you know you can use your uh, you can re-download all your stuff, like it has the same cartridge like slot on it and all that, but it's more upgraded, maybe closer to whatever the PS Five is and that type of thing. I think would be the next, or maybe it'd be the level of where PS Four and Xbox One was, right? But, but portable, you know. That I figured that would be where they'd go. For the new system, that would make sense. But also, if you follow the, if you remember the way Nintendo has always handled their hand, handled their handhelds, is uh, that they'll stay there as long as they can until uh, they move yeah. on. Like Game Boy was what, like on, I felt like that was around for like ten years or something almost before they went to Game Boy uh, Advance. Like it was, well, then there was yeah. the pocket and the color, but they right, kept yeah. it in, in there for as long as they could before yeah, they got to the true. next thing. So. Yeah, like the the Game Boy Color was until like 1998, and the Game Boy debuted in 1990, and then uh, and the Game Boy Advance was 2001. So, yeah. so like the the Game Boy lifespan yeah. was was like either eight or eleven years, however you wanna wanna yeah. slice that, and that's long either way. Yeah, because it was 89 was the original Game Boy, right? So it was there till Ooh, yeah? like 2001. Like yeah, I, th- I thought it was 89 was when the first one launched. So it was so the yeah the Game Boy name even before the Game Boy Advance was around for a very long time so yeah it it was eighty nine yeah. yeah and the Game Boy Advance the Game Boy Advance SP when it came out was like my favorite thing ever same with like the Game Boy Player because it played every single game mm. that was out in portable form you know yeah. aside from like Game and Watch and stuff like that but like the the important portable stuff for me it played and that just blew me away because it was like Game Boy Advance color regular Game Boy anything you had that was Game Boy it all played on your TV through that it all played on your SP and that was just like heaven for me I was like this is awesome I can play anything and everything and I played like whatever I had and you know, I was like I could play like this old Super Mario Land that I had when I was a kid I could play it on here and all yeah. kind of hoping for a similar thing with Switch 2 if that's sure. or may you know if that's what happens or the pro version or whatever whatever the fuck you want to call it hmm. but uh I think uh, I think we're good for this episode. If you guys, cool. I don't know if you guys anything yeah. to add. It's we've been here for a while, but I think we have a really good show here. And thank you guys for coming on. Of course, um, always always like again. hearing yeah. always like hearing really from you guys. I still, coming, guys. I you know I follow still follow your stuff on on uh, all the different social medias and stuff like that. And speaking cool. of that, why don't you tell everyone here where they can find you and find your show and all that stuff? Oh sure. So we are on Twitter at a smashing theory. Uh, our show, A Smashing Theory, you can find on like any podcast service. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that fun stuff. And, uh, and we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash group, where we have a couple of exclusive shows and, uh, and also like bonus content, uh, stuff that we cut from, from, uh, like tangents and deleted scenes and things that we cut from episodes of other things. And, uh, and also some stuff that we just record, especially for podcasts. Like we recently did one where we, uh, where we talked about games we've been playing during the quarantine and, mm. uh, we just stuck that up there. Uh, yeah. And, uh, um, Sean, am I missing anything? Am I forgetting anything? 
No, I don't think so. That that sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, you know, yeah. we have the Smashing Theory is our main podcast, but we're always kind of coming up with cool new projects and little one shots to do. And I think that if you're even vaguely nerdy, there really is something for everyone. So it's definitely yeah. worth checking out our Twitter, checking out our Patreon, seeing what's up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I will put a link to your show in the details of this in the description oh, so great. people can find that. I'll, I'll uh, also tag you guys on the Twitter post whenever, cool. whenever I put it up there. And if you want to find that, it's at, at Nintendo underscore domain is where my Twitter page is. Uh, Jeremy's is at jmaxstack. And uh, you can find that there. Of course, if you want to see any of my KK Slider recordings that's at youtube.com slash nintendo made podcast or you can check out our patreon as well at patreon.com slash nintendo made podcast we do a monthly bonus show that you can listen to for a dollar a month and we just posted our show about our our sold or lost games just finished that Ooh. last night and there'll be a five minute preview to that following the post of this on the regular free feed so if you want to listen to some of it that's on there and Ooh, uh, I think nice. it, I think it came out pretty good. Uh, I'm also I'm still planning on posting the conversation from my drunken birthday Zoom party uh, on there on the <laughs> Patreon as well. So if you have the Patreon, just type in EXP and you will find in the search and you'll find all of them. They'll all show up. We have bonus. Some of them have bonus ones at, attached to them. So there's a little bit. It's 15 right now, but I think plus the bonus ones, it's like 18 or 19, something like that. Bonus stuff you can have on there. And of mm. course, you'll get the version of this without our commercial for Patreon and all that on there. And it'll be at a higher bit rate and posted like 12 hours sooner than the other one, depending on whatever I'm editing it. But you get, you get that for the, for the Patreon, for the, bon- for the basic one. And then we have other, st- other physical stuff you can get if, if you give it a higher price, but check that out. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, we've been your hosts. Uh, I'm Trey Johnson. Well, I actually have voice. I actually have somebody, a friend of mine, who I wanted to give a shout out to, is starting her own Twitch channel. So oh, okay. uh, my friend's name is Marina, and her handle is at that itch Karen. That's that I T C H Karen, <laughs> and she's going to be playing PC games and horror games. So check her out. Uh, she'll be on six days a week, eight p.m. to two a.m. All right, cool. and that's uh, is that Pacific Standard or is that regular time? Or she's in the Eastern Time Zone. Okay, maybe we can fit her into a episode in the future. If about we can make anything become Nintendo related, so <laughs> maybe we can do an appearance of that. But yeah, this is this has been our show. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, John Litter, and special guest. Daniel and Sean. <laughs> thanks, from thanks a Smashing ag- Theory. From Smashing Theory. Thanks again for you. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. And uh, we will see everyone next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 See ya. Bye.